This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studio. And we are back for another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Around the table, we have Urban Fly Company's Mark Burns, big man on the board, Chris Sims, the coolest cat I know. He'll be on the uh, mic here in just a second. And uh, we have our buddy Chad Bauer sitting in for a first segment and a glass of bourbon. I'm Jay Thompson, and here are tonight's topics. We Say hi to... To Chad. That's what we're going to do, uh, first topic. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> Later. <laughs> uh, Chris's trip uh, to Illinois. We're going to talk on that. Jim and Jade did some catfishing. Uh, I want to talk angling versus fishing. We're going to do raft talk and some beast talk. Nice. Uh, maybe some shenanigans late. Who knows? Whatever we usually get into. But before all that, who are our great sponsors, Mark? We've got Yeti, Built for the Wild, A-Rex Hooks, fresh and salt water, find A-Rex-Hooks.com. Sims, check out the new fall lineup, simsfishing.com. And Cortland Lines, that time, grab some pike muskie or saltwater lines. Friends of the show, we have Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Muskie Fool, and the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, sponsors of the Beast of the East. So, Chad, do you need a glass for this bourbon, or are you just going to chug it out of the bottle? Uh, I, I guess I'll have a swallow from the bottle. Yeah, it's mild. You'll like it. I, I, I'm classy. Chad <laughs> likes all of it. If it has alcohol in it, Chad likes it. I just buried an Adoc Arex in my finger. That felt great. That Ooh. is delicious. <laughs> Chris, you made out on this deal. Yeah, I really did. You got a, a mouse-destroyed layout blind. <laughs> I, got, I got a bottle of whiskey. So that's what it takes. Uh, I guess it takes geese to get me to come over back to the uh, back to the podcast studio. I'll bribe you with calls and everything from here on out. Oh, let's do it, man. <laughs> we like bourbon. So I fished uh, Lake Erie this morning. I saw all of four geese the entire time. That's it? That's it. Wow. Saw 150 cormorants, though. Oh. Those yeah. are not legal to shoot. They are not legal to shoot. Zero <laughs> percent. <laughs> <laughs> <0%. laughs> I mean, I can't say that it hasn't been done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but legally. But they have not been taken home. Correct. <laughs> they are some fish-eating machines. Yeah. They really are. You shoot them in ground, ID them. This thing on. I tell, forget how this works. Yeah, tell the dog to stop <laughs> chewing on them. Leave them alone. Yeah, no bird, no bird. <laughs> yeah, those are... Uh, and they're deceiving, too. Like, like... Like your first couple trips duck hunting, you're like, duck! That's just plap, plap. That's like the biggest duck I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it there. Leave it there. <laughs> oh, these are all bad things. Bad things. <laughs> things yeah. happen out in the field. Um, Jay's had enough of this. So <laughs> Let's move this along. You, But you went to uh, Lake Erie and went fishing. I did. So uh, not talking about the geese, uh, how did you do fishing? So we went out. Um, my son, My son's buddy... His dad has a bass boat, and they fish Lake Erie all the time. And uh, he said, for my birthday, I want Nolan and his dad to come fishing with us. So how can we say no to an, a 10-year-old little boy? So we went out. Not to mention, they're going on a nice, nice boat. It, and Lake Erie has the biggest smallmouth in, in the world, probably. I don't think smallmouth are all over the world, but in the United States, for sure. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It, I don't know any of those stats, but... We caught a lot of fish and a, some big ones. I caught one that was like four and a half. It was the biggest smallmouth I ever caught. And then, like second cast of the day, I caught a walleye drop shot in like thirty-two feet of water. Wow! Did you cool. bonk it and eat it? So uh, 
I didn't know protocol in this guy's fancy dancy bass boat. So I, I held the rod tip up and I went to reach down to grab the walleye under the belly like I would. And it shook off right at the boat. He's like, don't worry about the boat. Flip them things in here. We, we're going to bonk them. I said, okay. From now on, we'll bonk them. But, uh, last walleye. Last walleye of the day. <laughs> Which is kind of good because nobody likes cleaning one fish. Right. Exactly. You, you know? So we did that. We, we fished the main lake for probably till about 11. And then the waves start picking up. They're like two to threes. Shot over when Prescow started flipping grass. Like there are rock piles. And anytime there are rock piles, there was grass that you could see. So we were flipping tubes, or not tubes, but like creature baits into the rock piles and grass. I pulled two out there and Kyle pulled one out. Um, Your son saw had a green bass? He, he held one. Oh, he held the green bass? Yeah, he held it. <laughs> so um, there's something I got to talk to you guys about off air that might interest you about that that place. So rem- remind me to awesome to, to do that before we uh before we depart. Heard. Um, yeah. Other than that, I I've been floating a little bit. Lots of family floats. Uh, not zero fly fishing, guys. <laughs> zero. It it pains me to say that. But we've been doing lots of family floats, uh, taking kids out, throwing spinner baits. It's uh, it's the best time of year. It's tough to fly fish with non-fly fishermen in the boat. It, it really is, and especially kids. It is. I, I've been taking kids and dads and like family members and kids and more kids and more dads. And no one knows how to row. No one knows how to throw a fly rod. So I just say, all right, guys, let's just have the time of our life and throw water balloons and dive off the side of the drift boat and just have a blast. And it, it's been fun. Super. Now, do you have an update for us on your aluminum dinghy? Oh, it, it's ready to go. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I have not used it since duck season last year. We floated the river a couple times. My cousin almost shot a carp out of it. Interesting. Uh, How does that happen? Do you? I, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, there was like two kayaks and my cousin and me in my aluminum John boat. And they're like, hey, Chris, come here. There's a, a merganser just dove beside this, this tree. Come over here and water swat it. So I was like, all right. <laughs> so I, I row his ass over there real quick. And he's sitting there like Elmer Fudd on the front of the boat. And a carp comes up and jumps. He's like, <gasps> I saw him flip the safety off. <laughs> His finger got a little bit white on the trigger, but then he, he held off. <laughs> That's funny. It would have been the funniest thing ever if he would have came yeah. home with a peeled-ass carp. He had just blasted a carp yeah. with steel shot. Yes. <laughs> Non-talks. Non-talks. Because <laughs> it's all about the environment in that river. Can't even run steel there? Yeah, you can run steel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's a very environmental area. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. If, if it's the river I'm thinking yeah, of, it well, is that's I, w- I wanted to bring this up. Super clean. Uh, okay. No lead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you grew up in the area you corpses, live now, right? Corpses. Chris? No lead. Yeah. <laughs> corpses. No. You grew up in the area that you know in the area you live. Yeah, yeah. So did you have terminology like we do in this area, the valley here? Of when your buddy called you and you asked where are you going to go fishing, it was the river. Yeah, absolutely. You and and there was in it was the creek, and there was probably about two or three places where if you said the creek, you were going to this place. Yeah. Or this creek, or there was the river, and that was it. There was 100%. no there was, our, our our river never even had a name. I never even knew the name of our river until I was 
17 years old. It was the. I never, yeah. I never even thought, <laughs> I never even thought twice about that, Jay, until original co-host of the show, Justin Shalasi, questioned me. He's like, "What river are you talking about?" I said, "The only river around here that's called river. Everything else is creek." Yeah, yeah. you know, the it, river, the river. He's like, "Oh, I never thought of that." I'm like, "Yeah, if I would have said I wanted to go to Shannon Creek, I would have said let's go to the creek or, you know, some other famous creek around here." Sure. Yeah, it was the same in Franklin. You know, the river was the Allegheny River. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then we had a bunch of other creeks. But like when I was a kid, we knew what you meant by the creek where I grew up. Like yeah. the creek was the creek that we rode our bikes down to. Yeah. And then as we got older, we had to differentiate between creeks. But I mean, it was the river and the creek. Period. The river. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> river. I always love that terminology because it was that's how everybody, all of us said that. Yeah. There was nobody I didn't know that my dad, hey, where are we going? We're going to the river. Okay, let's go to the river. Where are we going for a stage route? The river. The river. Specifically, Every, the every, wall. Everything <laughs> else is blown out. We're going to the river. <laughs> so I gave, I, I, I traded Chad. Uh, I had a, I had a, when I used to goose hunt, and I was pretty serious about it, I had a, a nice Avery layout blind from the early 2000s. And I don't know, what, what, what some tying night, I told you. I've got a layout blind. If you want it, it's yours. Yeah. And uh, he texted me the other day, and he's like, yeah, you still have that? I'll, I'll check it out. And I was like, cool, I'll dig it out of the shed. Well, I dug it out of the shed today. Uh, and I carried it back to the driveway, and I was like, all right, nothing's come out of it yet. I laid it down, I opened it up, three mice ran out. I was like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, my cousin's getting this one. <laughs> this is a really good start. <laughs> I open it up. Uh, <gasps> there's at least 20, 25 uh, spent shell casings. Uh, and a foot, a single webbed goose foot, which tells me that was a banded bird. That was bird. a banded bird. So <laughs> yay should, for that. You should have left that in there for me. <laughs> the foot or yeah, the band? The bit, the foot. <laughs> it so, might have brought me banded luck. <laughs> so I told him, I'll trade you, I'll trade you this thing for a, a bottle of whiskey. So I take pictures of it and there's mouse holes in it and... They ate the straps off the seat, and I was like, it's okay if you don't bring me anything. I'll, I'll just give this to you. I'm sorry. So I emailed Avery today, and I didn't expect him to get back to me today, but hopefully they'll get you a new seat. and I hope so. You'll have a, a reasonable layout blind that might or might not smell. I'll never know. Yeah, you'll I, never. I bet you'll tell me, I but will I'll never, never know. I will never divulge that information <laughs> because I will never lay in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me saying I just bought a lucky duck also? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's uh it's been good. Um what what's been new? What what have I been missing lately? For us just, you know, a little bit of fishing here, floating a lot, a lot of floating. Uh decent bassin. Uh some I've been visiting your pets more often than I used to. I've and, seen that. Uh it you know, always fun chasing one of those things around water fire and you know how that goes. So, I took water fire. I took a father and a son last Friday because I had last Friday off before the family reunion. And he hooked one on a rubber worm. <laughs> he didn't know how to set the hook. But so he the, the pet grabbed the rubber worm, the took it. I said, set the hook, set the hook, set the hook. And he's just like, uh. And it, it got off. But I was like. That was your chance. Like, that was the one chance to, yeah, to have one it. of these slimy, greasy MFers in the boat. I always <laughs> love when the guy or the people right at the restaurant right there come back and they're like, 
And you just drop a bunch of bread over the railing and they go into a frenzy and you're like, well, I might as well throw my fly over there right now. Right, right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> this is for me. Oh, oh thanks, but hey, I, I, you saw me before. I know so, you. So what what are your go-to flies? Because I know I had one perfected <laughs> for this. Well, last time I went, it was a uh, hollow fly that was damn near the size of that Buford. I swear. Oh, and they were eating them. It didn't matter because they were just so hyped up from everybody throwing stuff over because of water fire and people being there that, oh, my God, you could throw anything as long as it sits on top. And we were throwing on floating lines. So they just sit there and then this start to slowly go down. And I saw one real big bass with all of them. He was big, big. I missed him. Was he full of carbohydrates as well? I was stripping. <laughs> I was stripping two big strips. And I mean, I watched this fish go, <laughs> and, you know, swirl through the air. He's my arm waving in the air, but uh, other than that, yeah, those, th- they're fun, you know, and I, I, I like them if at the end of a float, so. So, I used to tie flies on those, like, size four octopus hooks, just spin deer hair, ugly as shit, but on the bend of the hook. Do you know any other way? No, absolutely not. On the bend of the hook, instead of wrapping lead wire, I'd wrap, like, some stainless steel wire, just to get it to sink, just a little bit, but not enough. That it would submerge it, so it would just like sit in the surface film. Ooh. Aaron caught one on actually one of your an actual carp fly Did early, he? early in the season before any of that stuff started, when they're eating probably just a tiny bit more naturally. Yeah, something that just slowly you know fell like a damselfly nymph and something like that. Yeah, or can't remember what it was. It was one of the ones where you have the bee chain eyes in it, big black bee chain eyes. But it, anyway, he he hooked one on something a little more natural. But I, I like the yeah six inch hollow fly for right now. They're eating those on top, and it's fun. <laughs> That's <coughs> ridiculous. Uh, it looks Pe- like crust. People think salmon flies are cool. I hooked mine on a, <laughs> I hooked mine on a six weight. It was great. Uh, and Jace did a great job rowing around it. It's been nice to get out with our buddy. I know you haven't got to see him. We're gonna, the three of us have to get out on a float. You owe him a couple things. you got to see him. I do. I owe him a lot of flies. Uh, from, a, from Zach. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of Aaron, you went and saw Aaron. I did. For that Woo. sweet tattoo. Yeah, man. I got three morels and some elm leaves. Nice. Yeah. It looks good. And Jay, Jay's got finished. Yeah. I talked about it last <clears throat> week on the podcast. Yeah. Yep. And I'm going there. Saturday. Oh, nice. I'm getting uh, I'm getting a muskie on my chest. Maybe I'll see you there. Are you getting a baker's dozen of dicks? <laughs> Not tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> If you'll be there at one, I'll probably still be there doing some. Uh, yeah, I'll be there at doing one. Some drywall work upstairs. So yeah, one o'clock Saturday. Yeah, maybe I'll just uh, I'll I'll go over and work that day because you uh, you'll be around. Cool. Yeah, I'll be there, and I think I think Claire and the boys are gonna come over and just explore Warren. So I was like, guys, it's a beautiful town. You should just come with me. That way, and, and that way ace. I'm not cashing in uh, time away points because you're still in the same town as I am. If your sons like <laughs> bourbon, if your sons are into bourbon, there's a there's a really nice my sons yeah yeah if they will be yeah if they, if they like <laughs> bourbon there's a nice nice place to get a, a shot of bourbon or a good beer right next door modern methods yeah that's that's a good place end up but there is a card shop and yeah there's uh, a comic shop yeah right comic there. shop right all, there yes. yeah all yeah. American comic yeah. Shop. yeah well I'm gonna go there first because nerd yeah you sh- it's you should. Mm-hmm. It's but a good uh, one too. My youngest is into bourbon right now. My uh, two and a half month old has uh, one tooth coming up the bottom, and uh, <laughs> so he's getting a he's getting a little bourbon. Oh, nice! 
He's always, getting the gummies. <laughs> he's getting the gummies. Always uh, grandma's remedy. Uh, I'm telling never you, fails. it works. Yeah, let's get, get your kids smashed. It, it works every time. I'm not giving him a shot of bourbon. I'm just ru- just sacrificing the little bit that was <laughs> in my glass. <laughs> if, if the kid <laughs> cries, it's because he doesn't like that type of bourbon. That's right. He's yeah, like, yeah, is, there's too much corn <coughs> mash. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I like rye. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps going up in proof until his eyes roll back. That's right. <laughs> his first word's going to be rye. Yeah, here's, not some, here's some 1920 for you, buddy. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Oh, no, but it's, it's good to oh. see you here. Glad, glad you're here. I got one more thing. We had fun yesterday. We had some fun yesterday. Yes, it's we did. It's your kid's first year of playing football, man, and I was excited to see him out there. I've been watching. My daughter's been cheerleading for a few years. Uh, it's a little less contact than football, and I don't blame you for not putting your kid in when he was in second grade. That's stupid. Yeah. Even even fourth grade, you know. I mean, I think that's perfect. That's when we started playing, and I, I feel like we didn't get any more – brain damage than any other thing that we did that was stupid it was his decision he wanted to do it and i said yes i want i want to have a big red and i want the big red uh program to continue on yes, so sir. yeah they need numbers <laughs> at the current moment we are doing two sports uh football and soccer i co- i signed up to coach soccer again so tuesday they had a scrimmage against hubbard uh, a local team my son went to the football scrimmage. I had to go first day of soccer to coach. Not my child. <laughs> it was it was weird. I had nine other kids, or nine other people's kids. It's like kicking and screaming, isn't it? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You're like Will Ferrell out there. I had a cup of coffee, just like Will Ferrell in that movie. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna find Dick Buckkiss, or Mike Dicka. Mike, to, Mike, Mike Dicka, Dicka to uh to help assistant coach me. I hope you he's do. He's out there. Yes, he's out there. You go find that dicka. Um, I mean, but John Cole only lives like twenty miles from here. Really? Yeah. He uh, he's the he he was the strength coach for Grove City Eagles, okay. the high school team. Yeah, he was my strength coach in high school. And look how you turned out. Fat, but he <laughs> is a good strength strength. I, I coach. hope he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he never hears this. <laughs> he got me in shape once. I don't think I'd listen Once. to him now. I'd be like, that sounds like way too much work, John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have a stroke today. He was uh, he was world's strongest man in the 70s. Oh, Holy really? Shit. Yeah. It takes a lot to be the world's strongest man in the 70s. Yeah. John Cole, John, he, he was a hell of a stealer. Stealer defensive linebacker? Was he a linebacker? Was, he, tackle? In the, was he in the Iron Curtain? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, see, but I'm a Browns fan. I'm foreign to the... Uh, the uh, ways of the Steelers. Yeah, John, John Kolb was a defensive player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm pretty sure he still has something to do with the Grove City football program. Okay. I think his kid's a D1 wrestler, too. But, yeah, he's still around. And Jack Ham comes up this way a lot. So oh, Jack Ham would be a great soccer coach. Yeah, I think he would. He'd be, <laughs> he'd be, your, he'd be, your, he'd be your Mike Getka. Yeah, he would be perfect. He would put cigarette butts out on kids' arms. As he should. Yes. Yeah, he. Uh, I got to meet him in the early 2000s. He bought a an alcohol monitoring company. So it was a house arrest bracelet that went on your ankle that had, it looked like two earmuffs, and it registered the alcohol content in your sweat. 
So if you're on house arrest and you weren't allowed to drink from a DUI we all or need domestic these. or something. <laughs> you need these. It would <laughs> Whatever. It would register your alcohol content. No, it would do it eight hours later. So you could get pants shitting drunk. And then the next day be like, so I'm going to go to jail. But I had a great time last night. <laughs> but he, he bought that company. So he brought a bunch of those bracelets and he would go to the probation offices and say, are you interested in these? And that's where I got to meet him. There's a, there's a weird picture in the Derek from back then with me on my hands and knees putting one of these on Jack Ham, but it does not look like. Were that's you in like I'm doggy doing. position? Yeah, th- it, that is not what it looks like <laughs> I was doing. <laughs> so it's not in my scrapbook. <laughs> oh Lord, I don't know how we got there, but I, I like the program, the way it's going. Uh, I don't know how our our school, our high school program doesn't have a football team. They join with another school, and they're you know, and they've been doing okay, whatever, and just how we used to be doing. And uh, but it'd be nice to have. We have a nice facility, uh, and it'd be nice to have a high school team there. I like seeing the program right now because there. It seems like the like the parents we have and the the community we have right now is is. is I think it's going good. Yeah, and I we need want to it to keep, succeed. We need the kids keep the kids in it so. When they get older and these these this um, graduating class grows up, you know there is football then, and they can be on a football team in West Middlesex, mm-hmm. and that's what I hope for. We can bring them. And, we and can pack like, those stands. I know I like it, and I I like seeing it. I like seeing all the fans out there. My daughter's not one of a few cheerleaders. I think there were five on the team. Yeah, so it was nice to see her decide to go out as well. But we need numbers, you know, and and, and actually to keep these things going. And it's tough. That's a tough thing. Money too, t- so we have to pay to use that field. You know that? Oh, I'm sure we do. Yeah, <laughs> R- like handsomely, big time money. But I had to work the concession stand. Do you guys ever have to do that for your kids' sporting events? Oh yeah, it's hot hell. Yeah, I, it's I, awful. I, I hate dealing with people, they, especially if they don't know <laughs> what they want. So like, give me your goddamn money. Chance <laughs> all the, the there's no more pizza left. I ate all the pizza. There's no more pizza <laughs> left. Uh, there were two. Uh, Pretzels, I ate those too. Um, <laughs> what do you want? You want an ice cream or an ice cream sandwich? That's yeah. what's left. I yeah. didn't want that. Stale nachos <laughs> or an ice cream sandwich? Make your pick. Yeah. Hot chocolate <laughs> or coffee? Move along. Hey, and one more thing before you guys make me move along. Everyone should get in the woods. Chanterelles are popping. Chicken of the woods are popping. Uh, corals up. It's a great time to be in the woods and go foraging. So uh, that's a. Uh, that's how I think I should leave you guys this and, evening. And somehow there are less ticks right now than there were two months ago. 100%. I don't know how or why. I don't care. I walk in the woods in flip-flops in shorts because there's no ticks at the moment for some reason. Yeah, I don't understand it's it. great. I don't care why. I'm just happy that's the case. Yes. Yeah, we've been in the woods a lot and really haven't found any ticks. Yeah. I found a lot more uh, jack-o'-lanterns this year than I have in years prior. They're, they're cool to look at. Explain. Jack-o'-lanterns kind of look like chanterelles. They're orange. Uh, Jack-o'-lanterns have gills, and they're not white on the inside, and they don't peel like string cheese like chanterelles. They're also toxic. Don't, oh. don't eat them. Um, that You should have led with that. But, <laughs> but, but one cool thing about the jack-o'-lanterns is they're bioilluminescent, so oh. they glow in the dark at night. So when you eat them, you probably glow in the dark at night, or when you're you eat dead? them, you'll probably die from throwing up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds awful. There, there is one that grows in people's yards. It's very com- common. It's called the vomiter. It's white, <laughs> but it makes you vomit and 
Not diarrhea. You wish you were dead. See, that's the kind of naming scheme I can get behind. Uh-huh. Right? Like the vomiter. Like chicken of the woods. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's a mushroom. It tastes like chicken. Chanterelle? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just call this? I don't like it one bit. <laughs> I don't approve. Delicious mushroom. Yeah. yeah. Edible mushroom that tastes like mushroom. Yeah. Good. This, I'm good with that. This I, one won't kill you. I would call it school good. bus mushroom because it's the same color as a school bus. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, start a Let's, campaign to, to rename mushrooms so people are can identify them easier. Change.org slash mushroom naming. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to start a, a I petition. Like and, and I really this think This will make you feel really cool, man. Our example should be the vomiter. <laughs> really. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, hey, I, I don't want to take up any more of your time with my, my mindless non-fly fishing drivel. And you got to get to dinner. Yeah. You're withering away to nothing. Look at me. <laughs> you look like you are. I stepped on a scale the other day for a doctor's appointment. 243. Buddy, you're looking good. <laughs> I, no, I mean it. Like, you're, you're talking about my B cups? Uh, look, those are still too small for me. But, <laughs> but you, I mean, you look like you're in shape. Like, you got, I can he, see a little shadow in your tricep. Oh, your, yeah. your shoulders don't look. He, he ran a 5K awful. and didn't die. That's from beating off. Oh, cool. Yeah. I can't see your left one, so you might, you're probably right. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> and, buddy, let me tell you, if you're using your tricep for that, you're a better man than I am. Long upstroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, Chad did run a 5K with us, or with myself and a few others, and he survived. Look at him. He, he ran well. He, yeah. looked, he looked horrible after, but he's still alive now. My wife came over, and she was like, oh, come here, baby. I was like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Yeah. I, I explained that when I think if you listen to that podcast, I did a pretty good impression. Yeah, those were your exact words. <laughs> don't touch describing. me. Don't touch me. I was watching it happen. I was laughing my ass off trying to not – I was trying to – Breathe myself. <laughs> but uh, good times. Good times. Hey, we made it through. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for the whiskey. It was awesome oh, to see you. It's my pleasure. I love hanging out with you guys. Hopefully your cousin doesn't barf in that blind from the smell. I hope he does. Uh, and if he does, uh, it's not mine anymore. So, so yeah, barf away. Hey. Barf away, dude. <laughs> Spray it with some Clorox or something and wash it and wipe it out. It'd yeah, because you can take the frame out of that and just toss it in the washer if you care that much about him. Okay. Uh, if you don't, don't. I might do that. He has a washer. <laughs> But he lives in Erie. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other thing you could do is just like cover it in Dawn dish soap and hit it with a pressure washer and just get some of the schmutz. I mean, there's... there. I saw there was some brush and, brush and stuff still in it. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that's something I'll do. I'll, I'll take it off. I'll clean it up. I'll make it... Bring it back to the original. Awesome. Brush and mouse turds. Yeah. I, I think I vacuumed out most of the mouse turds. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I took a shop vac to it. I thoroughly appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely. Because I don't want your mouse turds to mingle with my mouse turds at home. Yeah, like super mice? Yeah, this is <laughs> just co-mingling of the mice turds. <laughs> All right, on that note, get out of here, Chad. All right, All right later, thanks guys. for coming, buddy. <laughs> see ya. Love you. All right, see you later, buddy. So Christmas, last week's podcast, you know, it's things in life get in the way of uh, podcasting. And uh, where'd you go? I went to Peoria, Illinois to see my mother-in-law. And we were blessed enough to have my wife's sister and her husband and three kids come to the same house. So they're in a two-bedroom condo with a basement. There were five adults, an 11-year-old, two six-year-olds, a three-year-old, 
a two-year-old and a three-month-old. And it was, it's over. I'd have been in a fetal so position. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the trunk of a car. I would have been, I would have been hiding in the c- trunk of a car somewhere. I'm like, so Chris, Chris just went and bought a, uh, uh, the whole section of the section Motel 8, and the whole family could stay there. Yeah. So, uh, and... The, Jesus, the well, there wasn't a Holiday Inn near you? What the well, hell? there is, but her mom would be offended if we did that. And I said, okay, then she can be offended. <laughs> and my my wife was shockingly uninterested in offending her mom. And she likes her sister, and I don't. And her brother-in-law is, uh, he's just an entitled negative man like i we were supposed to leave 20 minutes we were supposed to leave three minutes ago and i'm not going to wait any longer so we're just going to leave so we left a nine-year-old behind that wasn't there yet to go to a children's museum he just mark mark that's mark mark would have done the same thing mark would have been like that dude but the bad part is if that kid wasn't ready for a musky trip mark would have been done the same thing the bad part is i'm not leaving nine-year-olds i'm leaving grown adults that's exactly right mark would leave a grown-ass adult i wouldn't leave a nine-year-old but i would leave a 35 year old that's late three times in a row yes but that's just a taste of the shittiness that is this guy right he's just awful just awful and i i'm gonna admit it i kept pushing his buttons so these they people, might leave these, early these people don't these people don't like listen to the podcast i hope i don't care if he does i they live a, local is, 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 there hold on is they this li- an airing of grievances oh, no they, they, they drive this in. is like gonna be the they live in minnesota yeah. they live oh, okay. in I didn't know that. this and is mari they, what's the what's uh, minneapolis <laughs> and they they belong in minneapolis Steve, hmm. Steve i don't I don't care what your politics are. I don't. Uh, but when I, I do care when you just thrust them on everybody, right? Steep, like steep, when when steep. every comment is, mm, well, this wouldn't happen if we had socialized health care. Or, well, your stupid president did this. Or, oh, you had a bad you know, time. Three or four years ago, this, this never would have should have happened. I'm like, look, I don't care. Stop. Why do we care about this or that? Like, Especially right now, we're supposed to be enjoying each other and yes. maybe have a gosh darn good time and, and have a friendship. Not, and we're not gonna like. And so towards the end of the trip, uh, Claire, we're not gonna. Claire's mom, her husband, uh, so Claire's dad died about a year and a half ago, last January, and she's she's struggling. And so she, like her her point of joy right now is her grandkids, and so she's playing with those grandkids and she's just kind of tapping them with a yardstick. And this guy's like, please don't touch my children. Please don't hit my children. Please don't hit my children. Please stop touching my children. Jeez. And she's like, I'm just trying to have fun with them. So she goes over and he does the same thing to this guy's wife, my wife's sister. Please don't touch my wife. Please don't hit my wife. Please stay away from my wife. And I went, for fuck's sake, man. Which was a mistake. I get it now. <laughs> but in the moment, I just I said, for fuck's sake. Just chill out. Like, it's not malice. Just chill. And I and I know it was a mistake, but this was Thursday, and they were supposed to leave on Saturday. And I'm like, maybe they'll leave tomorrow if I keep pushing this. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't. Uh, but Hey, I'll give you credit for lasting that long, because my tolerance level, you know how that is. I've yeah. made it about three hours and be like, all right, you're going or I'm going. Well, they would, they would stay up and just do... 
they'd sit there and they'd watch just drivel TV. And Claire's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, it's 8.15. I'm not going to bed. So, <laughs> I'd, so I'd go to the boat in Peoria and I'd, I'd go play video poker and I made, barten- I made friends with the bartender and he made a great whiskey well, sour. Like a, um, lake boat. Casino yeah, deal. it's river river yeah, boat, river casino, and they had yeah. they had they had three card poker, and they had uh, video poker, and it was fun. Did you ever tag up and uh, whatever happened with Dustin? I Talk to him. Nope, not at all. Well, yeah. I didn't I didn't get to go fishing nearly as much as I wanted. I went three or four times, uh, and we tried morning and evening and afternoon, but every time we'd plan to go, this horrible thunderstorm would come through, and it would I mean it would be brutal, and then we'd go out afterwards, and you know fishing changes after a, a bad storm. But I caught, I don't know, well over 100 bass. But if one of them would have been over three pounds, I'd have eaten my sandal. I mean, they were all cookie-cutter two-pounders, and every now and then you'd bring a three-pounder up. The first day, they would only take swim flies. Second day, they they were eating on the surface, which is fun with two-pounders. But I took that seven-weight rod out, and a two-pound bass on a seven-weight. Yeah. Did you guys get any big crappies? Uh, yeah, we got a lot of big crappies. Mm. Yeah, but he, I was, I was fly casting, and he was jigging for crappies. And I mean, big, big, big twelve, thirteen, fourteen inch crappies. Nice. It's full of it. But we, oh. so I texted you, and you're like, keep them, you know, get, get rid of those bass. So we ended up with thirty bass in a bucket. They're not bad. Yeah. Do you not, guys eat them? We did. They're really not bad at they're all. They're not. They're not bad. And and I, I did said. Did you try doing like overnight? Nope. We bled them right away. Oh, so okay. There you go. You get, yeah. As we, long as you get them nice and white, they're great. Yep. We pulled them in and I put wire cutters to them right away. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, bled them. They're they're not bad. Mm. And and we didn't they eat fine. We didn't fillet them because I didn't want to. So we just scaled them real quick, uh, and just dropped them in the deep fryer. What I always did with them is I soaked them overnight in salt water, and it took that bloodline out. Not always. I had tried them a few times because I had this old guy that would give me crappie because he would keep the bass. I'm like, you seriously? Like, you ain't getting them bass. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> so okay. finally, I was like, all right, I got to try it. And he had, he's like, told me that's what to do with it. And the next day, it'd come out, and they'd be like crystal white, and you wash them good. So it kind of like pre-seasons them and gets like a little bit of salt in Right. Them. It's like a brine. But yeah, they're white as all get out, like a walleye. And yeah, they and cooked we, great. Yeah, we bled them and, and left them in a bucket. And they were and they were really good. We we scaled them. Uh, we'd cut the heads off, leave the throats, uh, pull the guts out, and just drop them in the deep fryer. Yeah. We wouldn't bread them or anything. Just drop them in the deep fryer, leave them in there for a couple of minutes, and then just pick at them. And they were they were good. They it were, just sounds like just got a ton of fish in there. Yeah, and that's now, the problem. There's just no way taking them out. They just keep going because I mean it's a yep, nice it, point. It just needs a little bit of regulating. It's a perfect ecosystem, but it's not a perfect ecosystem for big fish. Because oh, it's obviously doing something if the crappies are that big. So the crappies are huge. Well, and they're the, bait eating fish though, man. Yeah, well, those fish yeah, are crazy. Crappie, crappie. The older they get, the bigger they get. Largemouth, they live off their surroundings. So yeah, when they you get got them that size. That's they're yeah, out of food. Yeah, they're out of food. Exactly. Yep. So we're pulling some out, uh, and we're going to keep pulling. And we pull all the crop. Every crappie we catch, we pull out. Like that lake is just. It's got bluegills and stuff in it too. Uh huh. Nice. Uh, it's it's a beautiful little ones. lake. That's uh, cool. Any perch? No, no yep. perch. No predators, other than bass. Yeah. I mean, crappie. But you, like, no, like the big real, bass like you saw. Two, how big were two the big predators? Bass? Yeah. The the three big bass I saw were at least seven pounds. Oh, there's some doozies in it. That's yeah, good. They're so, but they're old. Like they're those, probably eating the bass. Yep, those are the OG bass. They're eating fry crappies. They're eating, you know, those are the OGs. Uh, How so big the is the ball, pond again? 
It's like five acres. Bad. Yeah, which size. isn't huge, but it isn't it isn't small. It's big enough to support some big bass. Would you have a pontoon? You said. Yeah, they've got a pontoon, but it's it doesn't have the pontoons on it. It's got those uh, like the not styrofoam, but almost like plastic. A, yeah, like the plastic yeah. floats. Nice. It's great. We put a trolling motor it's like on one it. One of them 14, 15 foot deals. Was, yeah, I th- it, yeah, it's fourteen, fifteen feet. It's perfect. We That's can fit sweet. two kids and two adults on there. No problem. And then we, he's got a bunch of rowboats and canoes and stuff there. And How was uh, casting the uh, sage for that? Dude, I was throwing, well, because I'm using, you know, like a size four uh, boogle bug. Oh, yeah. I was throwing that thing 90 feet. Absolutely no problem. That awesome. that rods. And you're using what, the uh, Cortland bass on it? Yeah, I was using that Cortland bass line yeah. when, I was, nice when I was throwing those. Uh, now I wasn't getting 90 feet when I was throwing the, uh, what are the 15, the streamer 15. So it's got 15 feet of the sink tip. How did that load? Was that still at a weird point like to get used to, or did it yeah, quicken it up more? It quickened it up a little bit, but not, not a lot. Like it's still, it still That's had a, a lot of balls lot to it. I mean, for, for what you pay for it, you would think it's, you ought to be. Yeah, it better but be. When you do, when you get it and you see what it's supposed to do, it's like, okay. No, I'm excited okay. to take it pike fishing this fall. That'd be fun. Yeah. I really am. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to get out for for bowfin with it. I think that'd be a good bowfin rod. Uh, <laughs> I, t- I, I wouldn't take it. anything that expensive there no, unless you would just either. send it back. I, I, li- I wouldn't either, honestly, because they thrash around so much. I've had, bro- I broke a sage in the boat. Not that that's any indication of it, but. They thrash so much as soon as you put it down, they'll flop out of your hands. They'll go around and they just, just like land, land on everything. You can easily break a rod. Yeah, on I'll that. bring my Saint Croix. That that, <laughs> that, that's probably that's better, the one that's time where I would tell you don't because they do. They just they thrash so much they flop all over the boat, and you do run a risk of breaking a rod with them. But yeah, it was. <laughs> I want to ask so the about hot, the. I want to ask you about a. You, I told we asked you about sending a bulkhead at them. You send the bulkhead at them. The I big, s- the I big sent, bass. I sent bulkheads. I sent uh, mini Bufords. I sent regular Bufords. I sent game chambers. Now the first day, I caught a bunch of bass on game changers because they weren't coming to the surface, and I just caught a bunch on white and a bunch on chartreuse game changers, and th- and that worked great. Uh, but like five so six what- inch. Did them storms? Four inch? Yeah, Four five, inch? six inch. Okay. Them storms dirty it up real bad for you? Or they Not really, no. Because no. uh, the, the banks of that it's pond. It's a quarry. Yeah, it's a quarry. So the banks of the, that pond is so full of trees and stuff, there's not a lot of sediment mm. to come, to come back in. Yeah. Uh, but the highlight of my trip is Wednesday. We were supposed to stay till Friday in Illinois. Uh, and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And neither could my wife in my in her defense as well. So uh, her uncle owns a cottage in Michigan. And I said, let's let's call your uncle. See if we can go stay up at the cottage for a day or two. And then we'll just drive home on Friday. Like it's it's halfway home. So we went up Wednesday and stayed at their cottage Wednesday night. And then Thursday we were going to go to the beach. And well, it was a red flag day. There were 40 mile an hour winds. My kids were like. Don't care. Let's go to the beach. I'm like, <laughs> right on. Don't go out past your waist. Uh, and they didn't. And they had a blast. And we went to a blueberry. F- we had a great time. So then Friday, we were thinking about staying or not staying, but the high was like 68. I'm like, 68 is not a beach day. Let's get in the car. Let's roll. 
So uh, we drove over to Ypsilanti. Yeah. Uh, and what I, a great little town. What a beautiful little town. Now, I've been there four years in a row and not, I haven't been there when there hasn't been construction. I mean, they, they are blowing that town up. Yeah, uh, but for the better, right? Yeah. Uh, so I went into Schultz and my kids went creek stomping with my wife and went over to the, uh, there's a playground right across the Huron there. Uh, and I walk into Schultz and I'm looking at shirts for the kids and uh, around the corner walks Mike Schultz. I'm like, hey, dude. We started talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm new on the SVS podcast. I was like, I know we've had you. He's like, oh, yeah, awesome. So, and he's like, yeah, I'm coming to Pittsburgh maybe at the end of September. If, you know, if I come or my wife comes, why don't we get some beers and uh, do like a live show, like a live recording? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> so we sat, they've got a couple tables in there. So we sat down and we just shot the, shot the shit for 15, 20 minutes about kids and hockey and, the state of the rain situation in our in our states, and he had a he had a trip planned for that day, but the guy canceled because his kid got sick. And we talked rods, and it was cool. It was really cool just getting to to BS uh, with Schultze, and then uh, I walked around the store, and I was surprisingly good. So I bought a, I bought a fly box. I bought two shirts for my kids. And I bought some game changer materials because I've never tied one, but I bought some orange and some black and some gray. So I, I'm going to try to tie a couple. And that was it. I was I was very tame. Didn't buy any hats. Well, with fly tying nights coming up, I'd be more than happy to yeah. show you it's not that hard. You, you know, if you buy the pre-made materials, you just palmer them on and then you start trimming away. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in learning. Uh, what the hell? What the heck else was... Oh, and I bought a new uh, a new rack for my my wrecking rack, not wrecking rack, but the Cliff Punk. Cliff, no, or no the, uh, uh, Justin, just in case. Yeah. That's it. And nice. Sh- and they and they ended up buying new hooks, so Schultz uh, contracted out new hooks for those just in case boxes because the other ones aren't are not terribly good. But he, you know, he bends the guy that owns just in case bends every single one of those hooks by hand. So you really can't hold it against them. Uh, but service is great with them. And, yeah, it was a good time. And then we drove four hours home, which my older two were awesome. The youngest one, I don't know how that two-month-old knows, but when there's 45 minutes left of any leg of a trip, it is time to go crazy. <laughs> 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 scream and cry and you know we've got music playing and we can hear him crap himself over the music and we're like all right we'll pull over because there's a really good chance that's all over the back seat now <laughs> so <laughs> but it was outside There's of car seat yeah in the back seat outside of claire's uh sister's family we had a great time and like i said her brother-in-law is an awesome awesome dude He's boy a- you're really I mean, you're emphasizing that pretty good. After after that much bourbon, could you expect the kid not to shit his pants? Dude, I'm telling you what. It was it was it really that bad? Jimmy, I've I've been alive for forty three years and I Oh I've, shit. I've I've come I've come to a place about ten, fifteen years ago that I will not will not talk to or hang out with people that I don't want to. Right? And and there are people well, that thanks, I'm like Chris. It makes us feel good. Then I'm like, eh, hold on, hold on. This is valuable I, life lessons for me. I, hold on. I could talk to this person, 
for like five, ten minutes and my life is still going to be okay. And I'll do that. I'll be friendly. I'll be nice. I don't want to spend a second of my life with any of those people <laughs> ever again. They're just negative, toxic, awful people. And I don't need that shit. I'm, I am venting more than I ever vent. You're going to get yelled at when you go home. Like my wife's going to fucking listen to this. <laughs> this will be, be the one that <laughs> or, she does. Or, but she, <laughs> or Jay's going to start yelling at you here real quick. But go ahead. Keep going. I, this, I love this. I, I'm laughing this is, my ass off. This is not a mystery to her either. Okay. All right. Ha, my fi- okay. I, all right. I'm picking, I'm, up what, ex- I'm picking up what you're putting down. I got yeah, you. I'm not a closed person. On the you, way there, you were like. This is going to suck. We both said the you entire way You better not get there. in my face or I'm going like, to drop that motherfucker. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's not an issue at all. That guy is built like Grimace, like the whitest Grimace on earth. <laughs> He's built like a pear, and his arms are smaller around than Jay's wrists. He's a computer programmer. There's nothing to him. I could fart on so, him and he'd break three ribs. So at least for me, you know, <laughs> as a little guy as I am, you know, at least I do hard work and yeah, you I could have take, a good build. You could take a couple, I don't know, probably like a dozen punches. Yeah. This sure. kid would shit his pants if you flicked him in the face. <laughs> it's just a useless SpongeBob mm, grimace of a man. Not a dozen from you, but I, I mean, I could take a dozen from maybe myself, this guy my own size. Yeah. But he's, <laughs> if you can't tell, Chris is the leader of his house. No, my wife is. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris wouldn't have went on this trip if he was the leader of his house. That's exactly right. I'd be like, we're just going to stop in Michigan and then not go any further. So, Oh, we broke down. Our car's not making it. Yeah, but I, get there. I love her brother. He's one of us. He's a good people. He's an outdoorsy dude, big hunter, big fisherman. I went to Alaska with him last year. Like, her brother is awesome people. Her brother-in-law... Is the, awesome. is the antithesis of that. That means opposite. Jamie. So did, yeah. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So did you get to at least hang out with her brother quite a bit? A lot. Yeah. And he feels the same way about the brother-in-law as I do. Oh, okay. In so this, you guys are like, oh, in the same, yeah. Well, and the best part is the Claire's mom. Like, she walked in, she walked into the bedroom, and she, and I've never heard her swear. And she goes, that guy can go fuck himself. <laughs> and I went, okay, this is real. Like, yeah. this is this is not going Instantly how anybody... Have an ally. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going how anybody wanted it to. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> yeah, you're back there like, excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. But I caught a lot of fish. Had a great time with my brother-in-law and my wife and my kids. We all had fun. Like, we'd go to playgrounds and we went swimming. And it was it was fun with my my family and... And my brother-in-law has a nine-year-old daughter, and her and my oldest son get along super well. And they had a competition on how many crappie they could catch, and it was cool. That that the outdoor stuff was fun. And then going to Schultz and creek stomping in the Huron, but the Huron was up. Like we couldn't creek stomp too seriously, or my six-year-old was going down river. Now, but it was cool. Had fun. Missed you guys. I really miss talking to Matt. I love talking to Matt. He's a cool dude. You guys did a great job, though, talking to Dixon about the beast, and it was it was a good podcast. Derek's always one that I love Absolutely. having sit in, and he's he's you know he's a smart guy. Derek's great. I dude. love him. So he's he was I I asked him. He was open. Uh, it it just worked out perfectly that we had went out fishing. He got to talk about all that stuff, and 
worked out really well to have him on. Yeah. I like I, him a lot. I just didn't want to disappoint you running the board. I You did not disappoint running the board, but I want all the listeners to know last week started with, we are going to try our best not to have to call Chris. If it wasn't for your cryptid passwords, I wouldn't have had to call you. But you had to call me. I know. And I said, it wasn't <laughs> going to. you know, even, we you know, when we called you, I was like, I, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I felt you, it in my soul. Are, I didn't know. Our defense, do this. Your message sure? said, this is the password. Everything else is saved. No, it should have so been saved. It must. Should. It must have used my it's my be, fingerprint. It's because your phone's linked. It's because your phone's linked to it too. It, ha- it needs that that dual authentication stuff. Gotcha. I'll change the password. To, yeah. To work. I don't think anybody can remember that password you sent me. No, I have it written down. That's why I had to text it to you. <laughs> I was like, all right, let me look it up. Very good password, sir. Thank Nobody you. would ever guess that. Good. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, encrypted as hell. Uh, so, Jim, you gave me a call yesterday, and I was like, man, I think my night's pretty clear. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make my, my I, yeah, hell yeah, what, why not? I don't have anything to do this evening. I had a few things to do during the day. Uh, as far as yesterday morning, it started early. Uh, I was talking to people at 6.45 in the morning yesterday. And that's not like me to get up early on a Saturday morning because usually I'm tanked on Friday. Uh, I got tanked on Friday, but I was still <laughs> up early. Um, uh, things weren't going to work out for me going out there with Aaron this weekend. Uh, and I was up and at it. So my dad gets a hold of me and says, hey, bud, you want to put that deer stand up? I said, yes, I do. I do. I want to get it up. I want to take care of business. So, we're going to get to uh, our, our, this is later tonight, but dude, I go down, cut a, cut a hole in the bunches of, it was a wall of jagger bushes, and I cut them all back with a uh, pair of hedge trimmers and made myself a hole to walk through. I want to talk to you about this, though. <laughs> you go pee quick. I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep la- making it last longer uh, to where I want to talk to you about it, but uh I hedged him through, and um, I get my dad and I put this tree stand together. Two man, three hundred pounder. Uh, it, you know, you're you're well on your way to sitting in there very comfortably. Uh, I've seen a big deer around, and I, I want to shoot it, so I put my deer stand up. There's deer highways everywhere. We wanted to get in. I wanted to get in there last weekend. I'm lazy. My dad was my only motivation because he was like, "Hey, I'm up. Are you you want to do this? Hey, hey, you want to do that? Hey, poke. Okay, all right, get your ass over here. Yeah." Um, funny little story though. I, my kid, I come up, check on her at nine thirty. You know, we get, we get, a, there's a lot of assembly required to one of those things. Oh yeah. It, it comes with one of those. It looks like you're like, oh my gosh, look at all these pieces. I feel really intimidated. Got to put it together. I go check my kid. She's still sleeping at nine thirty. AM. Yes. Awesome. And, and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I'm out back with grandpa. We're putting up a tree stand. If you want to come back, you know, meet us back there. Well, <clears throat> she didn't get the memo. She was still sleeping. She call, dude, she calls my wife from my phone that I left at the house. Where's dad? Where is she was freak she she woke up freaking out. Cause I me and grandpa were there but not there. And uh 
So that was it was a little bit of funny side story. She wakes up freaking out when we walk out the next time. She's sitting on the four wheeler back by where we were, you know, putting the tree stand in. And uh, but th- we got it all up. It looks great. Uh, I joked about in some texts about having some extra straps and bolts. <laughs> that wasn't true. Uh, everything was perfect. It was it was a man. It was a real nice one. So when you ratchet the, there's like clamps. When you get it so close to the tree, you could start you start pulling this like uh, a belt. And or whatever, like for a ratchet strap, and it it, it takes these forks around the tree. Oh, so nice! So not only it only has spikes, you know, like in, or in the uh, front, in the front, but now it has these things that wrap around. So you start ratcheting that down at the bottom of the tree and put it, you know, another um, leg in to awesome. make that all tight. So when I got up there to actually ratchet strap the top in, you were safe. Yes, it was nice. And then I ended up. It has two straps that go back around each side. That I mean. That's what I hated the most is climbing that ladder to ratchet strap the top in. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna die. This I'm thing gonna was, die. This thing I'm was tight. Die. It felt really good. Yeah, it definitely makes solo installation feel a little bit more it, solid for well, you. Well, it was two man installation. It was Dad and I. Thank gosh, I had him out there. I know, the but lifted up was heavy with those teeth that are on the back of that tree stand. That it's designed for you to be able to put that up by yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's and a little Chris, oh, yeah. Chris puts it up by himself. <laughs> yeah, not, sure not this, the, not this I'm sure guy. There's we, some added weight there. You see, there. Wee Man holding up a yeah, thirteen foot ladder. <laughs> it showed. It showed. It, but for the this was a two man though, so it did show multiple people, even in the directions, putting it up. You're telling that. T- you're telling me that two man's only a three hundred pound stand. Yep. Yeah, it's about the same rating as mine. But that's not two men. That's like you and a kid. It's like you and a kid. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's not two men. No, not two men, not two grown ass men. Right. I mean, two of me, maybe. Yes, it'd be pushing the limits. But it, it, to be fair, in this day and age, you can't advertise you and a kid in a tree stand market. <laughs> but you're not it, wrong. You know what? <laughs> it was pretty. It comes with two harnesses. Uh, it was. It was pretty nice. Uh, my kid was up in it already. Oh, awesome. I, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, "There's a tree stand back. Do you want to go see it?" She's like, "Yes." Dead serious question. Two-man tree stand with the thing that comes down in front of you. Do you wear a harness? I will. I probably, if I'm in there by myself, uh, Jim and I were talking, I probably won't have the thing in the front up if I'm harnessed to the tree. I'll just have that up. But if my kid's in it, I might have it down. I think it's just going to get in the way, to be honest, because I I feel like I have to stand up anyway. But if I would have a nice sitting-down shot like you were talking about, Jim, like... I would, man, I would take it. <laughs> I mean, it's more stability, right? I'm sitting down now. You know what I mean? Either which yeah, way. There's I'm, I'm, less shake. Yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm more stable now. I don't know what I would probably want to even like kneel or I don't know what I would want to do at that point. See, but, you know, and the, hypo, we, the hypothermia leg shake when a, bu- when a big buck comes by oh, is sure. real. So if you can yeah, stay I, seated. The weird part about this is like bow-wise, I never, sh- never shot. Like I always use them ones for guns. I you know, so I never wore a harness in them, but I was always using a gun because you're mostly mostly sitting down with it, ready to go. I'm almost, you know. And now, like in a nice, stand yeah. without one of them, no, I always had a harness on. It was well, shredded. and see, I I've only always had the big harn the big tree stands that have the thing that come down. Yeah. But I'm six four, so I can stand <gasps> up and get my bow up above that. Yeah. One, and I can sit and have my bow up above that. Yeah, that's I think I'm going to, when no. I harness myself, I think I'm going to harness myself high so I can stand up. So personally. I never, I never use oh, the harness. Oh. I look oh, at it this you? way. Yeah. I'm just saying, I would like to stand well, up. I mean, if you've got one that's on like, you can, 
sit and stand. It's not like you can. Uh, you, I mean, that's you've got plenty of rope there. Yeah, yeah. You're only when you stand up, you're only going up another foot. Most of it's yeah. three-ish foot, <laughs> give or take. Six foot, six foot legs. I I look at it this way: but if if you're wearing a harness and you have and you're in a stand, me personally, I don't like a shooting rail in front of me. So like, even though I have a shooting rail on my stand that I hunt out of with my kid, whenever I hunt that out of that by myself. I fold the shooting rail completely behind me, and then I run my harness behind it. I usually do run a harness whenever I'm in a tree, just because the landowner on the property that I hunt on, last year, he fell out of a tree. He had a, a tree stand break right at the where the two points bolt are uh, pinned together, and you have the cross brace. That broke completely in half, and he nose dove 17 feet out of the tree straight to the ground. So... Ever since I heard that, and I mean, that was a modern stand. It wasn't like it was super, super old or anything like that. It wasn't like it was put up wrong. It's just that was a tree stand malfunction. It wasn't rusty or anything? No. I purposely jumped off one of them, and it hurts with a harness on. Not like testing it. Like, I was in a tree, and it started blowing like 40, and like I lost my balance, and I was like, all right, I got to go. And I knew I was strapped, and I just jumped at that point because I didn't want to like fall and my legs fly up, so I kind of just jumped. That hurts when you like hit the back of the tree. Oh yeah. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. Do you do you know my hurts. my height story? I hate heights. Uh, I was a cable guy uh, in college, so I. Long story. Sh- <laughs> long story <laughs> short, I worked for Coaxial Cable. My before my freshman year of college and after my freshman year of college, and that second year after my freshman year of college, I was a full blown climbing poles. Well, we had to go to the top of our 500-foot tower in Franklin, in Franklin Heights. Uh, and I was climbing my way to the top of that tower at 7 o'clock in the morning. And we're on belay, of course. So there's that, there's that steel line that runs down. And we've, sure. got, we've got the belay that comes up. And so we take our steps, and we bring that up with us, and it locks in. Uh, and I am damn near to the top, and it is the slipperiest step. And my foot goes... And my other foot goes trying to catch it, and I come off that ladder at like 480 feet. And I'm like, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. Going to fall for a very long time. I'm dead. Uh, And I catch on belay. And and it, no matter what, like that snap, like when I hit, my body was like folded, and it was like, (laughs) and I was like, oh. And the harness pulls up India and everything. I'm I'm, I'm shocked. I still have, have three kids now. (laughs) <laughs> and then I swung back to that ladder and then I, I slowly made my way back down, but I don't do anything over like 15 feet anymore. Oh like, no. Like, no? like that was, huh. that, that was it for me. When I was younger, we used to, uh, when I was in college, uh, I knew a girl who was with the ROTC and she did uh rescue repelling. Yeah. So we used to go repelling uh, at McConnell's mills and all these different places that have those Panther caves. Yeah. We had, I, and we're looking at like 80 foot, you know, hundred foot rock faces even further, and you're just you know you just lower your butt down and you know repelling's fun. But yeah, when, I, when I, I was yes. still repelling. Saying, like even that, like oh, I would, when you, you slipped when yeah. you, the first time I did it, I slipped and like you were saying smacking off of something. Oh my gosh, I like off to that go face forward. That's, that's pretty fun. bad. Yeah, I will. I will. So st- if you hold Aust- on, Australian style. Yeah, because like and just repel. like lean, you can just walk. If you can like lean your body forward, sure. and just hold your arm behind you, just like boop, 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 just keep walking. It's fun. Yeah, repelling is okay. a great time. But I know, yeah. like I've got a Swiss seat on. I've yeah. got a rope yeah. that's rated for five hundred pounds, <laughs> and I got somebody on belay. Yeah. Like I'm okay there. But like when I, in the middle of the woods, crawling yeah. up that ladder, I'm good. Pooping. 
See, I, I prefer my ground blind at this point in my life, right. but I don't archery hunt anymore because so, it's musky season. So well, yeah, I don't have to worry I, about I, it. I, See, I, out of everything that you just said, though, like I started hunting out of a saddle the last couple of years. It's the same thing. You're tethered the whole way in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you. that's the safest down. I've ever felt hunting. So, I mean, well, I don't, there's I don't options know. there if for you. If I get you. into it a little further, that's going to be my next investment. Uh, I probably just do that before the climber stand. Dude, I think the I'm, size of the trees that you can get into. I mean, it can a, a tree. Me, that's, I could be in a tree that's three by three. Diameter. Yeah, a, a tree that's you know six inches, seven inches in diameter. It could support your body weight. Whose body weight? <laughs> mine, me, mine, not you. Mine, <laughs> mine, I'll, I'll be in like a. Let's be crystal clear. Yeah. You, you you need a, a mighty white oak. <laughs> I'll be hanging from a sapling. Yeah, it'll be bent over. I'll just be hanging there. Uh, I'll be but, jumping you know, from bamboo to bamboo like you see in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Hopefully the next time I'm talking about this, we'll be seeing uh, me... Look like Baloo the bear on the top <laughs> of one of them here. pine trees all bent over. My favorite uh, song. One of my favorite songs. <laughs> Bear Necessities, brother. While I was doing this, putting that tree stand up, Jim texts me. He goes, hey, you want to go catfishing? And I mentioned this earlier. That's where I got into this little side tangent of what I was doing earlier because this is where I got the call. What tangent? Yeah, the, the <laughs> tangent of putting the tree stand up that I've been that's been sitting in the corner there for a year. You know, I didn't put it up last year. You guys had seen it sitting there and sitting there and sitting there in the I'm corner. I'm glad of this you room. did it. We needed the space in this room. Yeah, I know we needed the space, but uh, we needed the space for the yeah, bird. Some new additions. Uh, <clears throat> but Jim calls me. Hey, let's go catfishing. Yes, I want to go catfishing. Uh, the best decision I think I've made. So, well, okay, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, man, it's it's hard pressed for me uh, to say the decision to go out with Mark and catch that hybrid that was giant. And this you fish, have, you don't have to rank them. You can just say no. They're I'm both just saying awesome. like those both those decisions to say yes, going out with somebody this year rank right there with each other. Like saying yeah, man, I'm gonna go. Let's go. Like I'm in. And man. We got there. Uh, you would go, You said you sent me a text when I was out. Like, check bait. Check. I said yes. Bait. Check. Uh, oh man, this is gonna be. And you, it was funny because as soon as we got there, you just had this like thing about like you had this like pep in your step, and you had this like something. Something's gonna happen today. Something's gonna happen today, Jay. I've had this feeling all day, and I, I wasn't feeling it. Like I was tired, lethargic. I was, I was beat. I just put a tree stand up in the woods. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, so I was, I was not feeling it. I was, I wasn't feeling the same pep he was. So, so what started me on the on the pep route is, I mean, let we'll go all the way back. So I woke up that morning, okay, and it, it's my short day at work, so I'm off in a, in a time frame to where like getting bait isn't isn't a pain in the ass it's just real quick i can go right after work i don't work that many hours for the day so started off in the morning i got a lot of memories rolling back you know on my facebook feed of between yesterday and today just for like since 2018 just constant refreshers big fish big fish big fish just over and over and over in my feed like on memories just hey remember this one you remember this one you remember this one so like i already had the bug i was like i want to fish today so I messaged a couple of my catfish buddies. Both of them were out. So I shot over you guys' messages. <clears throat> Mark said he had to catch up on some stuff, so he was going to be out for the evening. And then you picked it up, and you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to go. I'm like, sweet. 
So went, got bait right after work, ended up going home, you know, got bait nice and early, did some stuff around the house. So like everything was done. It was just going to be, you know, one of those evenings where you didn't have any stresses or nothing like that. Met up with Jay. We got there a little bit early so we can get back to the spot early, make sure we had the spot locked down. And it was a little bit of a chore getting back there. Um, this was the first time that we I fished back there this year. And I figured, you know, big fish day, I want to go to a big fish spot. So you have to work for it, but it's very rewarding to get back there. And I even told you that, you know, this spot sucks to get to. But if we get back there, there's a chance at a big, big fish. That gives some context to the, if you look at if the video that was put up on, and when I'm talking to the fish, <laughs> as I'm talking to this 30-pound fish that we're going to talk about in a second, uh, I'm, I'm talking, you know, I'm, I'm talking to it like it's a person. Like, you were worth every, every second of me busting my <laughs> ass to get back here. You were worth me saying yes this morning. You were worth all of this. Like, but keep going. So we get back there, we get all set up, you know, we're all sweaty and everything, but, you know, we get that back there before dark, so we had enough time to, you know, get everything set up nice and slow. You didn't have to, like, rush through it, so just kind of relax a little bit, cool down. Because, I mean, at this point, it's still, it's pretty hot from, from Jim the Jim wore of the his day. hoodie back there, too. Yeah, yesterday, was, my hoodie yesterday back was awful. There. I carried Muggy. my extra, like, my Sims mid-layer that I wear. Uh, I I hoofed it back there and dropped it twice just to... Not wear it, uh, but to put it on a little later. So we get all set up, and then it's starting to get dark a little bit. We, you know, we're back there. You know, we're settled in, so it's not like you know we're exhaust. No more exhaustion. You know, it's just like okay, ah, we get to sit here and we get to relax a little bit. So we start getting some rods out. He's and getting rods out. And he said, "I said anything I could do." He said, "Do the most important stuff. Get get camp set up. Get us ready to go." You know, you got to have you know refreshments. You got to have, you know, the things to go around for each other, you know? Right. Uh, you got to have things to be ready. Jay was Jay was the waitress <coughs> for the campsite. Yeah, it was, it was nice. good. Was it just the two of you guys? Yeah. yeah. Just us two. Awesome. So we went out there. All that played out. Get set up. Get start fishing. The very first rod that starts going off. Because this is Jay's third trip of coming out and fishing. And... Granted, the last trip that we had out, we kind of made it about, you know, Andrew mm -hmm. more than anything. You know, wanting him to get a fish. Yeah, right on. So, Jay's up to bat right out of the gate. First fish of the night. Well, actually, not the first fish of the night. No, the first time it goes. Jay caught a turtle. <clears throat> a big old soft shell turtle right out of the gate. And that was really fun to get to. And... Uh, but we'll get into that whenever we get a little bit further. Now these are story. molting snapping turtles. Oh yeah, these are big no, 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 no. no. Soft shell, or no. these are proper soft, soft yeah, shells. Yeah, they're it's actually a spiny shell. Yeah, yeah, spiny, yeah. Soft, I, spiny soft shell. We were the looking at the real long night. necks. I, I, my, we had. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just wanted we had to differentiate before, and my buddy had kept it and then released it right back where it was, <laughs> like two weeks later. But anyways, turtle number turtle number one. Okay, that happened. All right, so I'm in my mind. I'm like, all right, that was a turtle. That doesn't count as a this fish. thing was trying to bite the hell out of Jimmy. Yeah, that first turtle, it was. Uh, he was a little cranky. He, he was all over the place. He had, he was full of piss and vinegar trying to get out of there. But um, can you blame him? I no, no. not at all. <laughs> no. He had a big old ADOT ran through his shell. Yeah, so. it kind of felt bad. But uh, I said we had to get the hooks out of him. Like you know, a lot of guys would probably just cut the hook and let that thing swim away with. Uh, you know, a piece of merchandise in its hook and 
That's not the way we got to do things. Turtles is the reason those big, long pliers are in my bag. I Man, they, they served a good purpose yesterday. Yeah. So, next rod that goes off. You know, I'm thinking, you know, the first rod that went down, that's a turtle. That doesn't really count. So, Jay, you're up to bat next. And that second rod that went off, Jay, you hooked, the, you hooked that fish perfect, man. I mean, you just set it straight up. And as soon as I seen that rod flex, now I'm using extra heavy spinning gear. So the spine of that rod goes three quarters of the way up the rod. So you really don't have much flex other than the tip. And I started to see the flex in that rod getting into the backbone and into the spine of that rod. And I knew that was a good fish in the first couple seconds, especially whenever he ran straight back to the bank. Well, yeah, when I, when I kind of, at first, you know, Reel down to it, felt hit, felt felt the fish, and I'm like, all right, you know, set real good and hard, set one into him, and I was like, ah, and I start reeling, and the fish was just kind of coming in, like I don't know if he just thought like another like the fish bind him or something, because you know they eat everything that they could easily enough get spined by a fish and just think, oh, I just got hurt. Yeah, it's like a hook, you know, hook set, mm-hmm. and this fish is kind of on a fish that big. Uh, and he was coming in, coming in, and then once it figured out what was happening and it was hooked, oh my gosh! I tell you what, I've never, I've never caught a fish that big. I've never held a thirty-pound fish before. Uh, I mean, I, I, you, I mean, I, I don't people they fish in the ocean. Maybe you probably held a thirty-pound ocean fish, redfish, yeah. But uh, I've never held a thirty-pound fish, and holy shit! That thing did not want to come in. As soon as he noticed what was happening, it was on 35-pound drag, you said. Just yep. I mean, pull. like you. Could, oh, if there was a video, I bet he was looked like he was going to pull the rod out of my hands, and I'm holding on like hard. And he, I mean, when he wanted to go, he was going. You never got a king going. that big? Uh, I, think the, uh, I think the biggest one I got is 24-pound oh, okay. king. I think that's the biggest one I've got. Still a good king. So you're... You're, yeah, I didn't think about that fish, but I mean, I've got big. saltwater mallions and but, stuff. But yeah, I've got a king. Yeah, my Dorado 000. was fifty-seven. Yeah, I. But me, yeah, that's that's a just still a thirty-pound fish is a big, big fish, and when it wanted to do what it wanted to do, it was gonna do it. And holy heck, I I found the point where I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna bury this rod somewhere in my leg. Uh, in my hip right here, uh, like this area, and try to use that as a pivot point to, you know, work it, like work as much as I can. Because when it's going to do it's going to do, it's going to do it. I just got to keep tension and keep tight and, and fight, you know, and fight them and use what I have. And holy hell, you know, I, I know why the rod that you, the rods we're using are so heavy now. Because it, even you guys, you know, last year caught a 60-pounder. Like, that's t- two times what I just caught you last night. How long was the fight? I would say... It, I bet you were hooked into that fish for every bit of, like, seven, eight minutes. I said, yeah, I told On everybody. Heavy, but I told everybody, even, I thought maybe 10 minutes. But, yeah, seven, eight minutes sounds right. Yeah, That's I mean, awesome. It Again, we got it in. I mean, it, it took back off. I mean, I'm, I'm talking going. Like, those, that feeling, I'm like... Ooh, I haven't felt this in a long, long time. I haven't felt a powerful, powerful fish like this in, you know, quite some, quite a second. And isn't it crazy to think that those big fish are in there? <laughs> I know. My sister saw the picture <laughs> right? of it. My sister saw the picture of it today. I was like, "Do you see that fish I caught last night?" She's like, "No." 
I was like, here, look at this. She's like, that's why I don't like swimming in any of that kind of water. And I'm like, he's not going to eat you. But, I mean, it's cool to think that it's awesome to think that that thing's even down there yeah, and, and that how, I can get a chance at it. You know, How old are those fish? How old is a 30-pound flathead? We, we, we talked about, about this last, last night. night. So, I mean, those fish, fish don't fish get me too. wrong, they don't have, like, one of those super, super high, like, age to, like, mortality type things. Like, a big, big fish isn't going to be, you know, 70, 80 years old. That's not how that works. Um, everything that I've ever read online, I feel like, you know, the, the – the good average for what I've read is probably like around that 25 year mark. That's like that's the average lifespan of a fish. I mean, and I could, I'm not fish. a scientist, so I don't know. I'm going that's off of what I've researched. That's what but, he said. So, I mean, on a fish like he caught last night, I mean, there's a very good possibility that fish is probably 12 to 15 years old. It's probably halfway through its lifestyle. Yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, the average 20 inch smallmouth is 12 to 15 years. I mean, it's any predator so fish is going to grow about yeah. the same. I mean, mm. That's Slow. awesome. I'm not a dude that has super small hands for a small guy. And, man, I looked at – and uh, here, here's another thing I, 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 I thought about when I was looking at you because you grabbed that fish out of the water. And I'm like, damn, that fucking thing's big, first off. And I'm like, boy, I got to stick my hand in that thing's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to grab that thing by the face. Uh, all right, Jim. Um, and I'm – again, I've – King salmon, you know, holding big kings of teeth and musky, whatever. Caught t- a lot of different fish and never intimid- usually never intimidated by anything. i tell you what, looking at that fish and thinking, I got to stick my hand down that thing's mouth. Like, I don't know if I want to stick my hand in that thing's mouth. I truly don't know if I want to. I'm like, did you forget your vagicil at home? I know. I don't know. <laughs> I, on, don't get me wrong. Fit. You it, caught it, put it, your it, hand in I know. You just, don't you get me wrong. I, gra- I, I grabbed it, and as soon as I grabbed it, I was like, all right, all right. I'm co- I, I felt cool, but it, like for one little second in there, I was like, Wow, this is kind of intimidating. That's a big fuck. That's you a gotta, big fish. You can't give that's him that. That's a big fish. You can't give him that little second where he feels that you're intimidated, man, because he's gonna snap and he's gonna roll out of your hand. Just, he's gonna break your fingers. Just spit on, use force. If he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, put it right in there. I mean, you just gotta commit, man. You just gotta grab on. It was hard. On it was hard holding a thirty pound fish up for very long too. Holy heck! I was like, he's like, roll the fish around and like, oh, here, hold this for two more seconds. I'm like. Dude, my arm's about to fall yeah, off. This is what I got, right? Yeah, <laughs> like my arms are gonna fall off. This is great. I Remember, mean, there are 110 pound Southern women that catch these things out of holes by putting their fist in the face, noodling these catfish. Well, they're stupid. Okay, <laughs> that, that sounds like marketing for the Harry Canal. Uh, yeah, I'm not that guy. Uh, I loved catching it on Noodler's a rod and reel. I'm not going <laughs> to swim around out in the Shenango and go noodle catfish. I don't think so. Yeah, you know what? You're better. You're probably going to find a body before you find a catfish. Yes. <laughs> Who knows what uh, you'll find. No, but that's awesome. Uh, you guys, you know, Jimmy sent me a picture last night. We were talking about setting some videos up, and he's like, Jay just stuck a hog. And I'm like, send it to me. You could see. If you look at the one picture where I'm holding it there, like, you could see how much that fish took out of me. Yeah. I had uh, my cousin no, you Every time you hold a fish, I swear, you grab a fish and you go, all right, I got to poop. Then you close <laughs> your eyes. Honestly, seriously, you you clinch up and you get super tight. Like, yeah, you look like, like a, stop. Let Hold a fish. 
You you've purposely well, clinched I, your I, shoulders, I, body, well, and everything in to make it look like you're getting ready to shit your pants in the most epic proportion well, ever. Last you, night, uh, well, no, just don't, release I, your last arms night, and hold Last it. night I did have to poop, so it might be half the problem. Every picture you have <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> yeah, remember when I was even telling you in the boat with the striper. I was like, stop that. Hold him this way. And it's like, be more relaxed. Stop You're looking absolutely right, Mark. He looks like a 60-year-old man who just dipped his balls in the cold toilet water while he was trying to take the best dump yeah. of the week. I thought your that's horizontal. My, that's, that's I thought your horizontal That's my life written good. in the story. Like that one that you sent me, that picture, like the first thing I looked at, like I saw the face and I was like, what the hell? I, I thought it was you. Old man and Jay. And I didn't even realize until today it wasn't. And I was like, why does he look well, like he's getting ready to crap himself? Well, I had... I had I did I don't like wearing uh uh you wore a ton of it uh the bug spray I yeah. hate wearing bug spray so you had your buff on so I had my buff around my face I had my collar up on my on my you know mid layers all tucked all together I had three layers on just not to get no two layers on not to get bit pants you know the whole thing and I I just don't like wearing bug spray I hate that stuff I just don't I don't like it I don't like have that. you tried the and I I never thought it worked but the whole Spray like Pam Canola, dude. I use a thermosel everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere yeah, I, I really use really work. Do use a yeah, thermosel. You like can le- legitimately though spray yourself with like actually nonstick spray. Your body like doesn't it doesn't get greasy and oily, and it's it freaking works. My they, mom nothing me, touches you. If my, I am stationary, like fishing like this, I will have two thermosels set up, and and the ones I have they're like thirty bucks. Uh, and they set up like a twenty foot radius of no bugs. So you put two up, yeah. and you got sixty feet. Oh, yeah. They're the they're the best thing we've got. We've got them sprinkled through our backyard. It's they're the greatest. My mom gave me stickers the last time. Remember the mm. sticker? They actually I felt like they worked pretty good. And, you know, kept a little radius. You know, we kept I put them on all kinds of stuff. All of us stickers. <laughs> they smell like bug spray. Worked pretty good. Yeah, I hate putting but bug spray on. I, you know, not that guy. So that's why I looked like I looked. I would have had. I would have been, you know, nice and clean and smiling. Well, up it and wasn't the buff. It was the yeah. facial expression. Yeah, whatever, was, you dick. You could have taken the buff off, and it still looked yeah, like you yeah, had the crap. Yeah, fucking lift a thirty pound fish, man. It fucking sucks. No, it's not the thirty pound. What do you want me to say? Oh. You tell us every week really how strong you are. I yeah. am strong. And you had to hammer curl fifteen pounds in each arm. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're he- it's heavy when it's moving fish weight. Mm-hmm. Not the same thing. That's half of a small you bag have, of concrete. You, you have what a kind of con- yeah, construction well, worker, are you? One that doesn't have to move concrete anymore. Yeah, smart. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the concrete just didn't fight him for seven to eight minutes before it let him yeah. pick it up. It's My true. shoulder was literally torched from fighting that fish. But you've got it. You have because you have a wiffle ball injury, and it's still it's, <laughs> I have a nagging. I have a nagging <laughs> wiffle ball injury, and with the work that I do, yeah, I I, I do. I, guess. I I still have this nagging. Uh, my, I, my brother-in-law, he's you know, he's the uh, professional. At this he told me exactly what it was. Uh, yeah, it's still, it's not perfect, but hey, it's hanging in there. It hang, it hung in there last night, and boy, again, I uh, thank you, thank you, fish. thank you so much, man. I had so much dude, fun last night. Dude, I was so appreciative. That fish of is fish. on our Instagram, right? SVS yes. fishing. Uh, no, yeah. it was on the story. It's going to be out. Tonight or tomorrow morning, just awesome. to promote this podcast. Awesome, good. Yeah, so yeah dude, go check that a, out. It was a fun time, you know. I mean, I've fished with you guys enough, and you know, it, it's it, it was cool to watch it be able to go 
the other way for once to be able to take you know one of you guys out and see you guys catch a fish and you know have that experience a so, real fish mark you're you're up next here bud Listen, listen, listen here. You're invited as well. When are you going to get out? But that's exactly it. If it's after Mm -hmm. bedtime, Mm -hmm. I'm in. Mm -hmm. On a Saturday night, man, you should come down, man. If I can get get my kids to, you know, if it's after 7 o'clock, if I tell my wife, hey, I'm leaving here at 7.15, we'll get the kids down. Uh, I won't ask you for intermarital relations. Uh, I'm gonna go fishing. <coughs> She'll be like, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. That's the Kay. ticket. Once the kids are down, once the kids are asleep, because that's that's Pro- my holdup. Is a I have a better shot that route. I've never been so mentally shot for a summer ever. Like I just want to wake up and it be over every day. It's like just rinse, repeat, and like Dude, all I want is to go fish for muskie so I, dang bad. I we're don't forty five days away. I don't want to think about nothing. I don't want to do nothing. It's like I like you messaged me and I was like not even remotely interested. Dude, it's when I woke up in Michigan and it was like fifty one degrees, I'm like, I should be muskie fishing. This is, and then I look I at the forecast on my porch and I'm like, in my it's supposed underwear. to be, I'm like, it's supposed to be 90 you in know, three days. This is BS. You know, uh, <laughs> I, 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 man, one of my b- dad's buddies, uh, came by the, what we were doing today. I was building a play set for the kids. I'm building a playhouse for the kids. My mom wanted a playhouse, told my dad he needed to build a playhouse. So guess who gets to build a playhouse? Jay has to go to their build a playhouse with dad. Dad. This you know works with me every day, so it's easy for us to work together and build a playhouse. He's still working with you. Uh, yeah, for another couple of weeks till he starts his new job. Um, but so yeah, it's been it's that was e- it was fun, but uh, I forget where I fuck I was yeah, going, where right going with this. Yeah. Uh, that's what I did this morning was building a playhouse with pops. I forget where how I was going. How did that have to do with our conversation there? Yeah, I threw that off. I sure did. Um, nice. I apologize for that. We're going back with the Jim's. Well, me and his catfishing, but yeah, ending yeah. ending that. And, and you uh, guys caught a couple more too, right? Yes, we did. We ended up with a, I would say, a twelve, a uh, fifteen, and then that thirty that Jay caught. That's then another channel cat that was probably pushing like that nine pound range. That's and a fun channel cat. Two soft shell turtles, and actually, I'm glad you you brought this back up because we got to get back into turtle number two here. Okay, so turtle number one was a pistol. Hard to get off. Okay. Turtle number two was much larger than turtle number one, and you could tell that this was a much wiser turtle. <laughs> so this fish obviously took the bait, and whenever we pulled the hook, it buried it into like the fish's sh- or the uh, the turtle's shoulder. So I have a long pair of forceps trying to get this turtle off. This turtle, unlike the first turtle who just wanted to snap at everything, eyeballed us up. And watched us and waited for me to put the forceps down there and followed the forceps with his eye. And every time this turtle would snap its mouth, he would show like seven to eight inches of neck. And it was like a, like you could oh, hear man. him popping those jaws together. But it was just like he was looking us in the eye. He wasn't falling for like if we were way back far and trying to go in with the forceps. It was like whenever we got close and like we're trying to get in to like really get it out. And that turtle's been hooked before. He's been hooked before. No stranger to people, but he was ready for the tango, man. And you could tell it. He had that the fire in his eyes. I sent the picture to my wife, and she was like, 
He looks pissed. Is that the video <laughs> that you looks us? like yeah. a very mad turtle. It was a very yeah, cranky turtle. He was not happy with the situation, and uh, to hear him, man, I, I even I've caught a few of those, and man, they were never that cranky. That guy, man, he was he was mean. He was mad. It's like old bull, young bull, but it's old turtle, young turtle. <laughs> you, uh, a couple of the rods went off. You uh, got a nice. Flathead that was probably 12 pounds. As I said, that second one that I caught was probably about 12, and then that one that you finished us up with was probably about pushing about 15. And then we uh, we caught one other channel that was probably you know eight pound, seven pound yeah, channel, an eight, yeah, somewhere in there. It would have been a, a, it would have been a, a big channel cat. Oh yeah, he he was jumping all over the place too. He was a very awesome. very acrobatic fish. He like pretty much dove out of the water onto the bank whenever we got him close. Heck yeah, nice. Jim said, grab him by the forceps, take him off. Okay. Yeah, we don't even need a picture of that one. Just kick him out. Channel I don't like cats. messing with channels. I know you hate channel cats. I hate channel cats. <laughs> so has, am I right in thinking that they're stocking one of our local lates with blues? Has anybody else read that? I'm, no. I swear to they God. They don't stock blues up here. They don't have I a swear to God it. I read that this is the first year that they're going to start stocking blue cats in our closest brood lake. I could be dead wrong, but why? I why not? I guess. Well, yeah, no, I don't, th- I don't think it's even. I know when I lived no. in Columbus, they started stocking them in one of the lakes uh, down there in Hoover Dam, uh, Hoover Lake. Um, they should be huge by now, but uh, I I'd never heard of them even being Seem thought like about this never, north. I don't. Yeah, that's I don't more think of a they've ever been anywhere where they get no fro- uh, freeze. No, that's kind of a southern, southern thing. I, that's how I kind of feel too. We don't need any more catfish eating piles of bait. No, we got anyway, enough. Anyway, so way too I want to. Uh, we had a great night t- last night. Like I said, a thank you again. That was fun. I will go out pal. again if we get to go out in the next couple of weeks, and if the window's still open to catch some big ones in the next couple of weeks, I'm all in. We got a little uh, while still, so. But I want to go into a topic that we were kind of going into, uh, you know, before we we talked about it as we were walking out on the last break. Uh, Angling versus fishing. And where does the line get drawn for that? Is it what Jim and I were doing last night? Is it you with gear, bass anglers? Is it what 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 is the difference in angling versus fishing? And what do you guys think? So we can start with I can say what I think first, or you guys can go on anybody want to start? Well, my opinion is if so angling versus fishing. My opinion of angling is if you have put in enough thought to, you have to go through a process to go ahead and acquire one specific species of fish that you're targeting, and you were able to pull that off and not catch anything else, I mean, other than, you know, your typical bycatches that you would catch fishing for that species, I would say that that is angling. If you're going out and you're just having at it, like you said earlier, seeing what's biting, you know, throwing a bobber and a worm and just kind of winging it in no direction. I feel like that's fishing. I I agree. I think angling can be can be really summed up as targeting specifically targeting a specific fish. Now, if you catch bycatch while doing that, like if you're musky fishing. And you get a smallmouth or a walleye or a pike while you're still actively musky fishing. That's still angling. So you mean like when I catch a laker when I'm steelhead fishing? 
Correct. That's still that's still angling. That's being an angler. Sure. But if you're just going out there, and even even the the best example of this is pan fishing. But what do you right? like? Okay, so those guys who go out and use potski. I'm gonna get. I'll get technical. Like, with like it. seriously, like the guys okay, who use so potski or these these other like this no, kind of stuff. No, they're, they're not anglers. Okay, those are fishermen. Yeah, and here's so I'll, I'll, if I, what's if the difference? Education, and here is why, because anything that you do in your life is it your job? Is it your lifestyle? Is it anything? You want something better for it. You want to take it and you want to get better at it. When you're an angler, you look at something and you grow from it. And you keep getting better and you keep striving to whether it's a certain fish or a certain style of fishing. When you're fishing, you're going out there and you're just going out there fishing. And you're uneducated in the fact that when you do get a bycatch that you do need to take care of, you don't take care of it. You're uneducated in the fact that you don't leave stuff on the side of the rivers and you take it with you and you take back out of there and you try to take your nature and you make it better than what it is. There's just, there's, you, you, when you're true, when you're like, let's say you see somebody doing different and they, you know, you're, whether they're trying to teach you, you can't comprehend what they're trying to do you. So you rebut it and then you just keep doing what you, you never strive to get better and to have an appreciation for what you're doing. If you want to ultimately get to know your fish the best, you've got to love the fish. And if your whole point of is going out there and to just go fish and take what you can from the, you know, whatever the fishery is or the resources, you, you know, it's it's a give and take. Fishermen take. Anglers take and give. There's a lot more of both. And it comes down to education. They want more for it. They want to build into it. They're educated to put back into it. They know what to do. And the other way, it's just it's... It, it, there's no like saying this is a pinpoint of this or a pinpoint of that. It's accumulation of 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 small things that all accumulate to it. Oh, I absolutely agree. Uh, and my thing is, and where I go to it is, <clears throat> whether, you know, be on lake, river, and even <coughs> getting a little more technical is with it is, you know, as an angler, I feel like, you know, as a fisherman, you walk up to water, and like you guys said, you 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 pop the you, you do what you you're gonna pop something into the water, you know. As an angler, like I'm gonna look I'm gonna at the water. Myself. Yes, exactly. That's I'm gonna yes, walk. Exactly. I'm gonna get my. Let me yep, know. That's I'm where I was going. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, I'm that's gonna walk in. I'm gonna know where I want to first off position myself, and there could be better. There could be better angles. I'm gonna try this angle first. If I feel like oh that angle wasn't right, oh I'm gonna change what I'm doing to try to change the angle, to try to change, you know, the angle of what I'm doing to change the, whether it be with spinning gear or fly rod, I'm going to, I have to change the angle of how I'm <coughs> making my fly or my lure, you know, work in well, the water the way I want it to. And think about too, is like, that's like wanting more because a fisherman, oh, sure. he's going to keep going back because that spot maybe in March when the fish pushed into there worked. He's going to say, oh, this is where I got to go fish. And he fishes there 12 months a year. And when they don't work, he goes, oh, well, the fishing was bad. Well, the anger looks at it and goes, okay, something changed. I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they go, where did them fish go? Well, they moved out of here. They tuck back here. Or they're biting here. Or the time of the day is different. So they've changed. And you start and you break that thing down. Like, well, like, like, our like one of our local lakes is, you know, we fished the hell out of it in the spring, the summer, the fall and the winter now, and we know that lake is a fall fishery. 
right? Like we're going to get musky in the fall. Like we might see one in the spring. Well, if I had a gear rod, it might be different. Absolutely. But like 100% different. But the way but. we choose to angle mm-hmm. for these fish is we have figured out and educated ourselves that the areas that we and the times that we can target these fish with the greatest success is the yeah. fall. Like, sure, we're, we're going to randomly get one this summer. I randomly got one this summer. We, uh, the Cortland guys got one this summer. Uh, we had a couple follows this summer. But generally... And then it comes down to allocation of time from there. Exactly. Now you know what you got. Now it's like, okay, now I yeah. go here, here, then. I go here, then. When the conditions are here, I go here. And then that's how you start seeing a lot of fish, by allocating your time properly off of knowledge you've learned. Exactly. Like, for example, I have 80, 80 hours per fish on that lake in the, <laughs> in the spring and summer, right? That's not good numbers right now. No, but in the fall, it's like three hours per fish. So are you going to allocate your resources in the summer towards that fishery? knowing that you're fishing for 80 hours to get one fish or are you going to go to another fishery where you know you're maybe better at 10 hours or five hours per fish and then save that fishery for the fall when you're at three or four hours per fish well especially right? I, I i know the fish you're talking about and that one tends to be where the fish in the summertime are going to go down yeah well, and they're going to be at the bottom here's it's, another it's thing to take in the, to fish. another thing yep. to listen, let, let, like like here's you you really want to throw a whole wrench in this. So take, like, professional bass anglers. They're anglers. They're very good at what yeah. they do. They are stupid good. But then you take another aspect into it is live scope. Is live scope really angling? I mean, come on. No, it's not. But then again, a lot of the people that are exceptionally good at what they're doing to make a living out of it, you know, it's almost a necessity for what they're doing. How do you know, where do you throw the... I mean, now, granted, you give them live scope and you take live scope away from it, they're still great fish. They don't need that. They don't need the live scope on it. But. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what does that do? Where do you throw? Thing. Because there's, there's something there that's, con- you know, completely counterintuitive to your initial and we thoughts. But And I hate, li- and we all know my opinion. No, it's on a, no it is. It's I hate it. versus fishing. And I, I that, and it's not counterintuitive. It's the initial thoughts. That in general, what we think is true angling, what we think true angling is to in comparison. But you still to have true anglers that are using live scope. Thank you. It's it's like the cheat code. It's Thank one of those you. things. Like I don't know. It, that's yeah, that's the, a fine line too. It's weird. I don't know. Like how many people? Oh, this is gonna age me. How many people do you know that beat contra without the Konami code? What? I beat contra with no Konami code. I don't well, ever I, think I beat Contra, and it was and it Contra? was that was a very hard game. I got Con- a retro pie at home, Chris. You're so, younger than me. Why do you know <laughs> this? Because Con- I'm a gamer, man. The Nintendo Dude, game Super, Contra, Super Contra, Super C was like no, the best. Regular Contra, oh, Super, Super C was the best. So regular Contra with a Nintendo. When you started that game, you had three or five lives. You had three or five lives, right? Uh, yeah, I don't and think you could get touched barely at all. It's it's not an easy game. It's very hard. And it was a hard game, and it was a fun game. It was like Doom. But then once the Konami code got out, that up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start, what? got out there, and you got 30 lives, 
people started to be contracted. Is that the Konami code that you're referencing? It's it's the only Konami code. Okay, I'm just making sure. But because Dan, that like that was like the useless that was like information the same, that, that was the same brains. That, <laughs> that was the same. I understand code what he's saying. Uh, what was it? Mortal Kombat. They had a code too. No, it was like up, down, Mortal, up, down. No, up, Mortal, down, left, right, A, B, Death Adder. No, Mortal this Kombat. This is what happens when you use live scope. You start talking yeah, yeah, about like, video like, yeah. games. It was Your La brain Luna. turns to mush. <laughs> you had to type in La Luna, oh, which meant the moon, okay. which gave you the Gorko. Well, on that note, I think we broke it. This is anglers talk about uh, silly codes. On I'm on, an angler, yeah, baby. We're, we're, we're out here angling. But um, I agree with Mark 100%. Yeah. It's about education. And wanting to educate yourself further. If That's you a just, good way to If you just want to roll out in a rowboat, throw on a wax worm and a bobber, you're a fisherman. Hey, and mm-hmm. that's okay. There's there's no judgment. If you want to fish, just go go be a fisherman. And if that's your bag and you want to do that, awesome. More power to you, and I love you for it. Just take your stuff with you and treat the fish well. Yeah. That's the only rules of the SVS team here. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. Whatever you pack in, pack out. Yep. And treat the fish very well. Um, I we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk some rafts. Uh, we had a question about rafts on the uh, Facebook page, and I want to talk about it. Which raft that you know that's best for every situation? So something crazy off the wall that I started watching lately. You ever hear of a passion for angling? No. I don't know what the time frame is. It's something like early '90s. The videography for it is well ahead of its time. But now it is like based off of like these couple English dudes that are mainly like carp fishermen. And then they'll do like the occasional fly fishing for salmon and like they'll catch rud and chubs. But I think there's like six on YouTube and they're like an hour long almost. I've got through like four of them. But they're like actually hysterical. Just like the banner and like the like standard like British talk and like going about it and like the actual passion they have for what they're doing for the carp makes me chuckle a little bit. But it is really worth the watch on YouTube. There's six episodes, and it is the the actual like videography and how it's documented is well worth the hour in itself. It is well ahead of its time. It's it's done better than most stuff is now. And it's, it's called phenomenal. But a passion for angling. Passion for angling. So it's it a has, lot like this podcast. Sure, <laughs> it with, is. It's it's you know British you, people. You, but yeah, yeah but, but you can not hillbilly. We have a lot of silly banter. Yeah, and it gets, there, it yeah. gets, it can get, it can. Yeah, but you like can that. see the passion that we have. But like, and when we really get down the fishing talk, and we're really talking about but it, but like some of the cool stuff, know, you though. can see our passion and how how good we are and how yeah. you know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We're we're out here angling, man. We're out here angling. But like these guys are like they're climbing up trees to get like viewpoints of the carp, and like the video, like actually going down into watching them come right up and they're throwing you like you'll see the carp come up and like take all like the you know, whether it's. It's a boydly mate. But yeah, it's they actually do like a phenomenal job on that. But like the first one, they like got the kids and stuff, and they got them. But it's for whatever it was done 30 years ago, and I was just now heard of it. Like I was watching huh. Jeremy Wade stuff today, and I came across this Hugh Miles. And I was like, who's this? So I then I came across, and I was like, just the videography in it for how old it is is just absolutely exceptional. I like always like see like the like landscape of like different countries and stuff oh, and like sure. watching that but i like got hooked on it. i was like you know what just for how well it was done for 30 years ago it's worth the watch it's cool something nice. different i'll check it out yeah definitely i felt neat. like jeremy wade last night <laughs> i really did that would be a jeremy wade situation you were doing there river monsters yeah, absolutely like, i felt like jeremy wade i was like i'm jeremy wade out here 
Uh, Jim has me like Jeremy Wade. It's a local terror. I gotta be honest. It's a local terror. <laughs> my my sister felt that way. Um, so I we're gonna really do. Like we had we show. had a we had mm-hmm. a some somebody reach out on our Facebook page and had questions about a raft or about he's a young man who is looking into buying his first boat and he I, people brought up a lot of different topics on our Facebook page of different things that he could get. Uh, I don't know his you know what kind of money he can spend. Uh, if I were him, if he's floating bigger water, I'm getting a drift boat right now. Like if I don't have to drag my shit in, and I have places where I can I can put my yeah. boat into the water, I'm getting a drift boat. If it's water, Agreed. if it's if it's water that is or a big, big get, raft, if it's water, yeah, if it's water that can get bony, I like our rafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- something that is a little more easy to but access areas where m- you might not have uh, a put-in or a takeout that is accessible by a boat and trailer. You're walking or if you... What we really need to get is one of the things, uh, the dollies. Dolly, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to make one. Well, I think, I think I another thing to too. take into consideration, like when you're getting, like let's say, like let's just theoretically say... Yeah. He is getting a raft. So let's roll out because you brought yeah, up let's rafts. Go. So yeah, let's raft. roll out trucks. I okay. agree with you. If you can get a drift boat, I would always go with a drift boat first. But Amen. let's say that you are specifically getting a raft. I think the first thing you got to take into consideration is the size. Do you want one like your Smith or do you want one bigger like my Stealth? Or even because bigger you, upon got, that. Well, you I mean you knew can, but I'm, I'm thinking if you're going to be going bigger upon that, then you're just going to, you can, you can get a drift boat at that point. Because what you're going to be putting a monster raft in, you can put a drift boat. Yeah, that Hooligan XXL, you have to have a trailer. You have to have like, a trailer. That's, that's so you're the, already at a drift or, boat. Or an point. NRS. But you I still on, have to have a yeah, You sure. still have to trailer yes, that. You're those, not, no, that you're not six of us to carry not that You're not throwing thing. it on top no. of your vehicle like so I can throw my Smith fly that's on top the other of thing my too. I can throw a Smith fly on top of a RAV4. Yeah, and I'm not putting mine on top. I mean, you can, and we could, but it's not going to be as fun. Yours is a little bigger. So, I mean, you want to look into, like, who am I taking, too? If you're going to be taking some bigger guys, you're going to want more surface area. You're going to want it to be wider. You're going to want it to be a little bigger because then there's more air on top of it, and it stays higher. I feel targeted. You're not not going to want a self-bailing because self-bailing is going to be the more weight you put in that, the more it pushes it down, the more water pushes up into it. So you're gonna want one that has plugs you're in. You're gonna it. be eating some water. I and you know, I have been with and, some bigger guys. You know, you know. I mean, Chris can attest. We've had a lot in there, and we've had days with a, a couple big guys and a Yeti in the back. Pumped that thing up, and that sucker was floating in two and a half, three inches of water, just fine. Yeah, I love Rick with all my heart, but Rick's Rick's no skinny dude. <laughs> and well, he's he's probably what uh, a solid little 220 of drinking bourbon machine. I was going to put Rick at 215, 220. But even at, let's say that if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong Rick, uh I don't care. You're you're chubby. Uh, he, but I'm you know, big. come on now. I mean well, But then I was <laughs> Poor Rick. I was 3 and a quarter, 330, and I was in the back and Rick was in the front and Mark was rowing and we had a Yeti and I had my go box. And Rick had all his stuff, and Mark had all had all his stuff, and and in that in that Hooligan XL, we were still going like Mark said in two or three inches of water, and the fact that it has an inflatable floor, and that floor is 
a dance floor. It is rock. Oh yeah, solid. Oh, mine is too. And it's it nice really to have. I love I, that I inflatable floor. Mm-hmm. You've uh, never invited me into your raft, so I have no idea. You know, you you could be in there. I'm not scared. Uh, I had Pat Lombardo. He's a big boy. You know, just just speaking on big boys. He's one of my fishing friends, man. I had him in that raft, and he was fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it it floats. Mm-hmm. Again, the amount of buoyancy you put down, the amount of buoyancy that puts up, <laughs> you know what I mean, that pushes up, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, how that's, 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 works, right? That's that's how physics works. Yeah, exactly. That's kind whatever, of how it works. And whatever is pushed yeah. down is pushed you're back all right. up against. You you might be standing in a little bit of water if you're a, a big big boy. If you're if oh, you're yes. your size, you might be standing in a little it, bit of water. But that's hey, not a problem. But but I've, I've ain't no big deal. No. I, I've never stood in water in Mark's not, boat. No. but Mark, ha- I have self bailing. Yeah, he's got self bailing. I have a self bailing boat. All right, which. I don't really, you know, my family, if you put my family in the boat, we weigh a total of 300 pounds. Yeah, your, <laughs> I mean, yeah, your seriously. wife and your daughter aren't two thirds of me. Yes. Ex- right? And I'm 150 pounds myself of 110. That's pretty generous. I have 110 percent <laughs> muscle. Uh, so, you know, when we're in the boat, it's there's nothing to it. You know, it's it, it's but I like it for that because her and I. My wife and I uh, can carry the boat right down to the creek ourselves. Yeah, or right down to the river ourselves. It's very easy. Marks is a little heavier, but it it's is. still. I mean, but it's, it's still, still. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. not too I mean, much. But Mark and I can carry. It I mean, my no wife's problem. beefier than your wife. No, she's. But she sure, has but no. I mean, yeah. her and I carried. We went into the one launch. It was a hundred yards. Boom! We just one shot. Her and I carried it the whole way down in and dropped it down in. So I mean, it's it's not that much more. Oh, it's probably fifty pounds. 50 I, would, I would say more. fifty, I would say 50 60 pounds. Yeah, 50, yeah pounds? fifty sixty. Because, but I've got a big metal rack on the back of it too. Yeah, you've got a lot so more you, you've metal got to take on that. yours. So I, Smith it, Fly weighs a hundred and my not with any water in the bottom. Which when you take it out, it has water in the bottom. But when you take it out, it's one hundred twenty-five pounds. Uh, 120 yeah. pounds. So Marx's Marks is between like when we <laughs> take the anchor off, it's 175 to 200. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say. I'd say 175. So it's nice when you get a double float and you can coffin them things in. Tell you what, you get four do or one guy on each each corner and you just pick it up and take it in. Yeah, I mean, but oh, it's, it's so much easier. So let's let's just settle down a little bit. We've got a Smith Fly three person, right? Yes, I have. That and I've had it and, for a long time. And Mark has a Hooligan XL three person, correct? With without the duck bill, but it has the motor mount on the back, which we don't put a motor on. We but we put a Yeti forty five on the back, strap it down, and we put your we generally put your cooker on the back there yep. too. So, and and an anchor on both yeah, of them. Yeah, it's super. Yeah. So I mean, they're both carrying a lot of weight. I so run both a, of, usually I run a. Uh, I think it's a 15 pound anchor they gave with with it. What's yours, Mark? Be 30? More. No, mine's only 15 too. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd like to get a 25 though. I I'd, would. I'd like you to get a like a 30 pound tornado. Yeah, I'm night. I looked at them last time I was they on Schultz cool. too. When I was I at know. Schultz on Friday, I picked one up and I was like. Oh what colors did they have? Not that it matters. They're just going to get bashed off. They had the white and the orange. Was it? Oh, nice. it was hot. We sauce. have a buddy who just <laughs> left. <laughs> Yeah, earlier that could probably make push, one of yeah. those and Devin? have a plate. Devin? What? He was just here today. No, you know what the oh, other thing you can do? Is could probably make one of those. The other thing you. I can do is I can go get a rotor off of like a 90 Corolla and stick yeah. it there and then screw my 
yeah. thing. Right just here. bloop, drop it right down. And just add 10 pounds to it. So what are the other rafts? You could probably find it, the rotor of a 90 Corolla in the river that <laughs> yeah, we fished Probably. Yeah. Hey, grab me that, Jay. Yeah, get that. Next time I go down through, I'm going to grab that. I lost my anchor. Go get it. Yeah, 90 Corolla. Yeah, I got it. So what are the other like feasible raft options? At, they're, they're, at, so Mark Mark's raft NRS NRS makes one. Mark's yeah, raft is at the high end of the price point. No, NRSs are at the high point. Yeah, of, yeah. That, that's a real raft. Yeah, like you're talking. That's you're getting a full a, raft, though. Like yeah, but that's I mean yeah, that's great. That's a whitewater. Raft. There's a there's another company out west that makes one that has um, frame set-ins. Like did you see them with the drift boat set-ins? Uh huh. That actually has like cast. It's like a full drift boat you can set into. There's them ones. Um, I, I know we're missing something. There's uh, really, there's that well, sun cast. Who's there's that? Flycraft. Flycraft makes Flycraft one. makes a really uh, there's, really there's, nice there's raft. River, they do. There's River Rat. They uh-huh. make one. Um, I I uh, John, my buddy John Sampson, he bought a Flycraft. I they're, rode it. It's, they're nice. I've rode it's them. It's a little. It's a little Damian faster. has one. It's a little mm-hmm. faster. Than, they're um, narrow. They're yeah, a little more it's, narrow. It's a little quicker than my boat. Yeah, they are. But but it's still it's it's still a wonderful they, they, vessel. They, it's not I a bad you what, vessel though. though. You can turn them on a dime and take yeah. them anywhere. Yeah, they're real. It is. It's a good boat, and they have fun. They they do well. Yeah, I forgot about the flycraft. That's a nice yeah, little that it's little not stealth. Bad. That three man stealth one that they do. Yeah, that's a nice raft. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I would buy my stealth or my uh, my actual stealth craft. I would buy that one again in a heartbeat. I wouldn't, you know, yeah. I wouldn't change anything on that one. Honestly, God, if I, I had to buy a raft tomorrow, I would call Sman, Sam Smith tomorrow and get that XXL he has and get that XSL he has because the price on that thing that for what ridiculous. it has, he's te- he's ten grand. I cannot believe that thing hasn't sold yet. I, that's that's a steal. And, it's a steal. and then the nice steal. part with that is, is you, you can stick a. Uh, hey, I'm not buying a raft. You can put a. I told you that row out there that I, I yeah, sent you a sweet too. I'm not buying a raft. Buy a uh, that, no, I told you that I sent you a drift boat. You did from out west. I was Look, like, that thing's fucking dope. We gotta have that. We have to have that. That's that uh, looks like SVS written all over it. I I am 100 percent committed to getting the boat that I want. No, I don't blame uh, you. When it's when it's when it's time, and I'm pretty sure when Dan when Dan goes full time Florida, which we talked about is only a couple years away. He's gonna sp- he's gonna sell that headhunter too, and that boat will be mine. Oh yes, I, I know what be you mine. mean. Because I tell you what, my next one I, <laughs> is gonna be that deep V. But I like the I I, I like a hard boat. I yeah, love and, to have and, a hard and boat. For, yeah, and for I mean, me, for this down kid, like I don't know. Like what, I'm buying a hard boat again. Uh, I I don't remember. Uh, I can look, we can look it up here. I'm not sure who asked the question. On the podcast, his name was Sean Troika, or there you Troik. go. It, look, if I'm butchering your last name, it's because uh, it's not easy to pronounce, and I'm partially sorry. Uh, but it's it's Sean. Sean, I, I can pronounce your first yeah. name, so we're just going to call you Sean from here. Sean, on look into look into what It'll, Mark has. Uh, get a hold of the guys. I look into that. Yeah. Look into yours. Look into Smith, look into Smith and look into a flycraft. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, if, and look into flycraft and, and see what you water you're on. Like honestly, what's yeah. gonna if it's gonna best. if it's if smaller the smaller the water, and if you're not gonna be have if you're not gonna have guys that are big on your you know on your craft, dial it down as much as you can to get into smaller water. If you're yeah. trying to fish bigger water, 
Get something that's going to actually and hey, here's another thing that we didn't talk about. If you drive by wind, yeah, but here's another thing we didn't talk about. If you have a Tacoma, get a Smith or the regular. You're not going to fit an XXL Hooligan in it. You in, need a, in, in your you, bed. Yeah, right. Yeah, you need a full size bed. Now, well, if you're going to trailer it, though. No, if you're going to trailer it, go. For, but like, so, so I have a. This is off tangent. I have a 20 foot jet boat. So, I trailer that. If I'm going to get anything, Why don't you put it in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm going to need help getting that back end. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I I, I, have the option to buy a Hooligan XL or a Hooligan XXL or a Smithfly or a Flycraft. Uh, you know, I've looked at Toeys. I've looked at all sorts of things. But I, I have, me personally, based on what I'm going to float and who I'm going to float it with and eventually let my kids grow up to to row this boat as well, I'm looking at a Clacka Headhunter 2. Man, the Clackas are sweet, man. They're Dude, super they're, nice. And there are other... Uh, Adiposes are nicer, but they're They nice. are, but you're looking at oh, five, gross. ten grand more. You sure are. It ain't ten grand. And and for what I'm going to... For where I'm going to row, for where I'm going to fish that, I don't need an Adipose. I don't need that extra five, ten thousand dollars worth of features. Like... That headhunter two will store six rods, three on each side. It it drafts super shallow, but it runs deep enough when the wind picks up, you're not getting blown around like you are with a raft. You can put a three horse power motor on the back like we did with Dan and and run all over the place and it still rows very, very, very <laughs> well. There's a ton of space. My favorite part of that headhunter is the front casting brace has a casting basket built into it. So the thing, the only thing I don't like about Mark's raft is line management. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the bad thing about that, any raft. That's my yeah, raft that's the same way. Any raft People is, hate, there's a million hookup points yep. and it's just this and this and this and that, but yeah, you know what? But that raft puts but you the, in places it that no does. other boat puts you in. Well, one thing and I that's kind of worried. Like yeah, that's, you're, that's the you're, conundrum you're in. Uh, th- that's the give or take. That's exactly what we're having yeah. this conversation well, it, is, you know, in a raft. One thing, though, that before you get that, that I started doing, though, is I'm wrapping them stripping baskets around the front. You are. That makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, and a couple pool cool. noodles and a grinder on some nuts that you, that you know are going to catch. And the other thing I do on my boat is a wet towel mm-hmm. over stuff that you know is going to oh, catch yeah. changes everything. So even if you get a raft and it's got some, it's got some points on it that catches stuff, uh, dip a towel in the, in the river or lake or wherever you're in, wring it out, and then just lay it over that area that catches. For I, I mean, if I see somebody that's stripping that hard in the front of my boat, Depending on who's there, I can always determine this person is going to rip line over top of like the mechanism in the Smithfly that puts the bar up that they lean on. So it goes up down up and down, but there's a, you know and there's a pinpoint. So you're putting in pins. Now there's a pin and the cord and all this shit that your fucking line gets tangled in all the time. But if you can like you said if I see it getting bad, I always take a couple towels. 
yep. hand towels. And it's like, well, these are the ones that we got from Ryan Allen because Chad had to wash his legs, remember, way back in the day. Remember Chad didn't no. wash his legs? On one of the podcasts, Chad, Chad said when he washed, he never oh, washed yeah. his legs. I remember that. So he gave us towels so <laughs> Chad could wash his legs. So I have one of those, and I will you know, wet it, and I will lay it over that whole mechanism and wrap it around like you're talking about. Yeah. That is the best idea it ever. It works so great. The other thing and then it just lays over and falls right off in the, into the water or not. Absolutely. The other thing that is not easily thought about, but Sean, I don't know how tall you are, but like I'm 6'4". Like in Mark's raft, I can put my feet up on that front seat apparatus and I can get leverage to row. Like when it's windy, I can dig and I can dig deep using my legs where Mark, no offense, my friend, can't reach that and Mark is using his lower back and his shoulders and his traps to dig in and, and dig deep. Like we had, what was it, two years ago, three years ago with Rick? When that wind picked up, you're like, I'm pooped. I need you to row. And I'm like, I get it, dude. Like it's a 30 mile an hour headwind. Like That was still the like, worst <laughs> I've ever, I've never rode anything worse than that. I mean, like that just, you shouldn't feel bad. So we switched spots. It was unfishable bad. I mean, you couldn't fish. Yeah, we, we didn't, we didn't fish those. Even sections. if you had a jet boat, uh, you weren't when fishing. When the trees yet. were coming down on us in uh, Little Creek. It was, just, yeah, it was that bad. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So Mark's like, I need, I need, and I, I offer every time. I'm like, I'm going to row whenever you tell me to row. And he's like, I need you to row. <laughs> And I was lucky enough that I'm tall enough that my legs can reach that front brace and I could dig and I could really move us. So, Sean, if you're like five, six, five, eight, you're going to want to find a boat that's got something, you know, foot pegs or uh, a further back platform so when you need to dig in even instead hard, of winding yourself I right see away stealth now floor. has attachable pieces exactly stealth crest has those yeah and they go around foot your pegs frame. that go in and in yeah. a drift boat will have foot pegs like built in fiberglass built in foot pegs that you can put your feet there so you can push with your back when you row oh, yeah. like a and, real rowing machine yes. yeah and it doesn't yes. sound like a big deal but it makes all, and the other thing is a high back chair. Uh, Mark will attest to this. I will attest to this. I imagine Jay will too. A low back chair compared to a high back on, chair. If I really got to get and dig in to where I got to go. Your buddy just took off. He did. <laughs> fucker. We're going to get him. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, no, 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 no. no. He's just taking out the new hardware. Yeah. Uh, so if that kind of thing happens. I will sit up on top of my chair even. Yeah. And yeah. and really stand up and, you know, if I have to really dig in and if I know shit's really going to go down or something's happening, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll yeah, act and accordingly. And you can stand but up. On our water most of the time, you really don't have to act like that. Uh, the trout water, I would say probably the most times that I have to stand on things and make sure stuff's not going to go really, really wrong. And most of the water that we fish for muskie in and things of that nature. And even oh, yeah. like it's nice and it's nice and our, flat our river, until it hits our river, forty. Shit, our river. Yeah, you, it's great until it's not. Our river, you know, you don't have to and you guys have can, such anything too crazy in. And you so guys can stand up and dig, right? I can't. Yeah. Uh -uh. Like if I stand up in a raft and try to dig, 
I'm pulling those oars out of those oarlocks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, 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 I'm not, I'm not taking a shot no, at no, it's shorter just, people. It's know your, know what you want and know your vehicle and exactly. craft. And if you're a, he yeah. seemed, I, and I, Sean, I, if you're I six looked, foot eight, I looked, no, <laughs> I looked at him in pictures just, just cause I, 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 I saw you're a creep. Yeah. Well, I, the kid asked a question. <laughs> so I looked, you know, I wanted to look. So he's a, he's, he looks like me. He's a skinnier, smaller guy, gym size, my size. You know, not, not not Chris's size, per se. Not a bigger boy. Um, you know, you would be fine with Mark's Mark's raft or my raft. Uh, and either the, one. And and, and yeah. look into them. Talk to the people. Talk to the owners. Uh, if mm-hmm. if you like a river raft, even look into that. I I don't know those boats. That's not the boat I know. But uh, Flycraft also sells a great boat. So best situation you can do is go to. Go to a f- fly shop on a body of water, and if and row different boats. Like if you have that opportunity, like if you have a buddy with a fly, if you have a buddy with a smith, if you have a buddy with a with a stealth craft, row them. See what you like the best. And if and like you know what personally, I can row a raft. I would rather row a drift boat because. Like I grew up rowing uh, things with a deeper, uh, a deeper draft, so I know how to. Because it's different, like a deeper draft drift boat versus a raft. It's a lot different, like because you're skimming over the water on a raft, especially if there's any wind. But a drift boat, like it's the same as it's the same as running a jet versus a prop. Right versus a raft versus uh, a drift boat, because a jet you have to propel yourself around, like you have to anticipate every turn, and you're and you're basically drifting around everything. Whereas a prop, it's very the, tough. Yeah, the a prop, the second you turn that boat, the propulsion, the propulsion, and and the way you turn that motor, you're immediately going to turn. So if you're if you're fishing like a proper drift boat with like a like a v like a like a v'd bottom you're going to turn immediately you're going to cut that water and you're and you're moving or if you're if you're paddling a raft or a headhunter two or one of those flat bottom skiffs it's you're not turning right away you you're really working <coughs> excuse me to move water and move the boat because you're effectively skimming over the water like you are on a jet, you know, compared to on a prop. And I would say that if uh, if you're going to be just learning to do this, I would say start on smaller water with a smaller vessel and learn. Yeah. And when you feel like you've mastered things, move up and get a bigger vessel and you can move up. You know, I mean, it's. You should never put yourself in harm way by putting yourself in a big vessel and and hitting Not and how to going on it. some gnarly water where you don't yeah. know what the hell is happening and, and things happen really quickly. And I got taught to row by somebody who already knew how to row in Chad. And Mark and the same got brought into it with us and you know, we both knew how to row at this point and you know, we taught him how to row and background goes and then boom boom boom. We you know, now you know how to row. You you know you get brought in. We always learn how to row, and it's it you know, but you smart start on small water, 
We all yeah. started on my little Smith fly. Start on a creek. We started on my Smith fly, and we we learned on the Smith fly, and just learning and learning and learning. And you got your raft, and it's a way. It's 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 a sweet vessel, and it's 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 a it's a luxury vessel. And there's something to be said about, about that. Like if it's just you, like in in your post, you said like you mostly fish solo. Find yourself like a two person Smith fly, or a, and you know you, you can get one of those for a couple of thousand bucks. Like it's it's relatively cheap. Learn how to row. Learn how you feel about that raft. Get on a small creek. Row yourself down there. Anchor and cast. Or if if you feel comfortable enough, if you've got a good long stretch of water where you don't have to row at all, uh, let the let the let the oars drift back and 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 fish on your own, or take somebody with you and have them fish. But learn. Learn on something that you that's can manageable that you can handle yes. and you can afford and then learn what you want to the point that you can't afford and then buy that. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Uh that's that's what I we would say about rafts. And, you know, just get on a decent one and I need, there's a lot of brands that sell a lot of decent rafts. Just just real quick, Mark Burns. If you could buy any raft Drift boat for the water you run right now, what would it be? I mean, it wouldn't be one or the other because I'd have to have both. Well, well, then say them both. Which would they be? I would go with the same raft I have now, just the Hooligan XL. Yeah, I would just try to purchase it in a different manner. <laughs> um, <laughs> that happens with all these raft guys, I feel yeah. like. One in particular. Uh, no, no, all of them in particular. And, uh, I'll yeah. tell you that. It's, it, yeah. No, it's one or the uh, no. It's the same. Well, the reason I ended up with that one is because the other one I tried for months and never got a response from. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, yeah. And it's, then the, it's not easy. Uh, Rodeville. Rodeville. Mm-hmm. Drift boat. Yeah, because if I'm going to go from that, I don't want to go to a skiff because I'm really close to where I am with a actual with a raft. Right. So I would go with a Cadillac of it, and that thing is so nice. Oh, yeah. it's so <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think those are good choices. Yeah. Jay. Yeah, man. I, I like my Smith Fly. I would like to see what I could do a little more in ra- and, uh, Mark's Raft. And I'd, I'd go with one of those, too. Uh, they're, they're what I really like. Um, or <laughs> I'm a drift boat guy, so I would <clears throat> I, I would own an Adipose. Wow. If I had the money to just go out and spend it tomorrow, to just drop... You know, fifteen thousand dollars on a sweet boat. Yes, I'd have it at a boat. You're Keep dropping going. fifteen thousand yeah. dollars on a yes. base boat. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's twenty. It, well, when I was riding in them, when I was riding in them, and the guy said he meant fourteen for his. That was, you know, how quite, long ago? Was quite that? a while ago. Yeah. And he probably bought it quite a while, and it was, <coughs> but it was so awesome. It. Oh my gosh. The only two guided trips I've ever had were both in Adiposes, and both guides let me row. Uh, asked me if I could row first, and so <laughs> I said I have. Wise. I have a raft, I can row. He said, "Oh, okay, cool." Well, they're sweet to row. I've, they were I've, like, "Okay, cool," and, I, and he's like, "I'm not." Both of them. It was weird because both of them said, "I'm not going to cast while you row, but you can row." Why not go cast? I don't know. They didn't. Neither one of them wanted to cast. I said, "Okay, well, I'm going to row for a little while." I just wanted. To, I wanted to see what this was, and they were both sweet boats. I, I so that would be my two tops and. 
if you got the money to go spend it, go go spend it up, bud. If you don't, yeah. hey, uh, hit up a smaller raft. Learn your water. It's probably a smarter thing to do. It's a little safer. If I if I lived out west, I would I would absolutely own a low side uh, adipose. Yeah, that's what we wrote it. Hundred yeah, percent out west. Saying. Yeah. Or you know, if you're down south and you've got some of those waters that are like out west, where you've got some depth, but you're going to go through some some chop through some chop through some elevation. Yeah, I get it. But here. In the waters that I'm gonna float, that I'm gonna that I'm gonna row, I am 100% in for a skiff, because mm-hmm. I don't have a raft. I can run I can run my boat on the big river. I can run it on any lake that allows me legally to do it. And if they don't, I can run that that 112 trolling motor just as fast as a 10 horsepower motor generally. So, you know, I only have two bodies of water in my brain. That I would fish that headhunter too on, but I've got I don't know two hundred miles of those two bodies of water to do it. Jim Franklin, Jim, what do you want? Big cat. You got you got all the money. We're just we're just spending our eighty months money. You're spending. This kid Chris, has you're all spending, the money in the world. Yeah, we're spending my money Christmas. on a boat. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 Chris is buying us a boat tomorrow. Chris, Chris is going to buy us a boat tomorrow. Mm. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. A you check? Know. I'll write you a check. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in in the in the segment with the with you know rafts and drift boats and everything, I I don't have a whole lot of knowledge. I mean, I rode Mark's boat. I rode your boat. No, even though I rode your boat and almost killed us all. My boat is my boat is yeah Jay's boat. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, almost killed us all in yours. Um, I don't know. I would say. You know, just given a comparison between your guys' boats, just because I don't have a whole lot to go off of, I would say that the Hooligan, with a little bit, you know, bigger of the tubes, I feel like it's a, it is a little bit more sturdier. So, I mean, I from that, I like that, just almost because I went swimming in your boat the one time. But, um, I mean, if money was no object, I mean, that Hooligan, that's a, that's a tough raft to beat, man, especially for, you know, stuff that we're going to do, like, here locally. I mean, that's a perfect setup for, you know, you and a couple buddies to go out. I got to tell you, it took a lot of willpower for me not to buy Sam's boat. Mm, I, I mean, I'll... That's but, a nice boat. But I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm buying Dan, Dan Bennett's boat. Like, <laughs> everything about that boat is everything I want. Like, the anchor... Other than yours. You need new oars. Yeah, well, we definitely need, need new oars. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's on that he's on that water 150 days a year. That's that's not that's not the oars' fault. Uh, but I'm gonna get a discount for that. Uh, but like the way that the anchor rope is molded into the center of that raft. The, oh, that's how the, it's supposed to be. Yeah, but the casting bracket in the front. <laughs> I mean, Everything about that boat is perfect. The only, like, if I had to order one, the only thing I would do different is that front seat. Dan has a storage because he's a guide, right? Like, he's going to have a lot more stuff. I would make it a Yeti cooler. Like, that's it. I would, I would turn that front seat into a Yeti 65, which is the exact same width. I'd put the seat on top of that. The only thing it would change is we would put all of our food and stuff there where Dan had a cooler dedicated in front there because he needed he needed storage because he's a guide. He's got to have all these special life vests and, and everything. 
and extra reels and extra rods and lines. Oh, yeah, you fly see that. Yeah, the the guide guide essentials. Yeah. It's, it's nice that when you go and see a real guided trip, you're like, oh, well, okay. I like it. it yeah. It's cool. I, I Like I said, I've taken just a couple of well, so so a, a lot time. of craft to um, accumulate and maintain, too. Yeah, and that, and <laughs> hey, that boat's hey, in immaculate hey shape. You were in it. Hey, we're going to roll three on. Months ago. We have like two minutes left. Uh, we're going to roll on. Uh, start talking about the beast for a second. You guys. What haven't we had on? Uh, let's talk about food again because we talked a little bit about last week, but Thursday night, I am 100% bringing between four and eight pounds of shrimp, uh, four pounds of potatoes, corn, mushrooms, sausage. I am 100% doing that seafood boil again. Uh, so anybody listening that's staying at camp, don't bring anything for Thursday night. (laughs) Because we're going to have enough. And like Rick, like you brought those clams, we're going to do those after, right? Like I'm going to kill that boil and then we're going to put the clams in uh, at the very end. Yeah, so, they're only going to take eight to ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to I'm gonna kill it, let everything, let the rest of it cook, and then we'll have clams afterwards. Because the clams really, no offense, Rick, it, it messed the the system up. But, like, we're going to have 30 pounds of food Thursday night. You know what? With them clams, though, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Do two separate batches. Yeah, I'm going to. Just so you don't just completely drop it the whole way down to nothing. So my plan was to uh, put the clams in once I kill the boil because it's at 210. You can just throw them in at that point. They're going to be done in 10 minutes. Well, at that elevation. Throw them in at two ten. That elevation, or we would just <laughs> we were on top of the fucking Rockies now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're, we're up on K two making some clams. Yeah. Uh, we shitheads, we're higher uh, here than we are. We're higher there than we are here. Yeah. So Al- bo- Al- Alpine oysters. <laughs> well, boi- boiling point there is two oh nine compared to like two eleven here. <laughs> I don't. Hey, listen. Okay. Uh, I, I'm told that two inches makes a lot of difference. So two degrees. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So two degrees might make a big difference too. It's the difference between a rubbery clam and a cooked clam. Right. Uh, so, so Thursday night. Anybody listening? Don't bring anything else. Friday night will be the feast of feasts. We're gonna. Ha- Mark's not bringing anything to eat again, because I mean that walleye. While it was delicious. <laughs> It's it's unnecessary. I'm bringing food, just not for Thursday night. Yeah, save it for the Me shore lunch. I'm gonna. I'm doing. I got an idea. I talked to you. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. be. Uh, we're gonna be knocking out breakfast. So Buddy, I'm gonna have my flat top there. Good. I'm gonna use the shit out of it. And 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 I have the the griddle that will cover all three br- cover all three bonos. Or I have the wow, other. That, that sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you never go full retail. <laughs> we can't say that. But I have a burner that'll cover two burners or all three burners. So if you want like a cast iron skillet on the side for something, or if you want the whole big ass burner, you let me know. I'll bring. I'll bring them both. What the hell? Might as well. You know what? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and everybody, if you're coming up there. The other cabin has not been assured yet, and I have not been able to get a hold of the guy. Which one's that? The one below us that we were going to try to stay at. Oh. So, I, I mean, if you have a alternate 
way of staying. I'll bring a tent uh, just in case for, I'm gonna for bring, other people. I'm going to bring a few different ideas, tents, uh, and or other things that I will stay in myself even. I think I'm going to uh, hammock it up. Derek's going to plan on staying in his hammock as long as weather permits. Well, and honestly, uh, Rick, I'm going to volunteer your fold-out bed. I mean, they're going to have to listen to you be, you know, intimate with yourself. But, like, I'm going to sleep on one end, you're going to sleep on the other, and then there's always that the couch that Mark (laughs) normally sleeps on. It's going to sound like a grizzly bear pounding a koala in there. (laughs) 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 As long as you're okay with that, you can sleep with Chris and Rick. What did I I say last year? Derek said, I'm sleeping by myself, so I can't take this anymore. (laughs) What did did I say to Rick? Rick, you better have those pants off. You better have have that belt undone, so I'm not going to mess with that pants. I'm not fucking with your belt again tonight. (laughs) You did say that. That was very funny. Uh, Again, I remember that set Bam Bam off mm. that 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 was the line that said the times up there and oh, the things man. that are said. But so we have an extra so bed in the trailer. So in other words, if Jay told you in the last two months you can stay at camp, find another place <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that. Uh, but I'll that bro- facility might not be open. So, but I have a. I have if a, there are campers available, if you're going to bring a camper or tents or and there, the yeah. facility is wide open. I have a three-person tent. I'll bring up. It sets <coughs> up in less than a minute. So, us two. Yeah, has I have. So I'll bring that tents. tent just in case. Yeah, the only thing I was thinking maybe to go above the tents would be a, like, big, tent tent, like a facility tent, like a pavilion type tent. We'll say. You know, like one of the big white ass tents that goes over top, like that as a pavilion. Are you gonna you gonna have a graduation party up there? Do you have one of those? In, uh, no, but I was just asking if anybody does, and I, if it's available, I somebody should not. bring one up there because that might not be a terrible idea, even for no. all the cooking that has to go on. If it were rainy and it was gonna be extremely crappy, I just experience uh, Chad's. You know, a uh, family reunion that had hot, terrible rain. So if it were available that to have a tent like that, hey, if you got it, bring it. Uh, anybody who we know who's going to be at the camp, that would be awesome. So, Other than that, man, when I heard there was going to be a keg at the uh, captain's meeting, I'm definitely going to the captain's meeting. That sounds like a load of fun. Yeah. Uh, I uh I didn't get a chance to make it last year, you know, with everything going on in camp. So this year I'm gonna definitely I'm gonna go to the captain's meeting this year. Mark, you going up? No. No, you're just gonna hang out. You got, you're gonna have the guys go. Camp, though. Okay. I'm gonna ride with you and a, Derek. You haven't been up in a couple years. Yeah, Derek said he's already going. So uh, we'll hop in the Ranger with Derek and head you out. Yeah, remember Jay? I'm in bed. Early. I know you are. You're like by the time we get back from that captain's meeting with an hour ride, I'm going to be sleeping on a ride back. Oh. Hey, at least you're ready to go. Hey. I'll be out baking breakfast in the oh. morning, and you'll be happy about that. I hope you are. Uh, I'm going to just. Tr- I'm gonna take my earphones off here, and on that note, uh, hey, if you didn't get into Beast of the East this year, it's no time to slack. I hope they Next let the year will be here soon enough. Yeah, I hope they let them final five teams in. I truly do. 
I, I just hope those guys we'll see get, what happens. Their get, decision. To, get to live the experience. I don't think it's going to crowd the water too much with five of their teams. Uh, I hey, yeah. you disagree? I, disagree. I, I like your disagreement. I always like disagreements on this podcast. Yeah, they said a 32, it's a 32. Leave it there. I mean, that's why you set the number to set the number. Leave the number. I, I, I didn't. I, I just, I just, I, I just know how much we fun we have. And if those guys were to get to go up there and camp around their friends, and have a good time, they, you know, it, you know, it might be just a life changing experience. Yeah, uh, I, I, and and um, I'm torn. Experiment. Experiment and experience. Experimentians. Experimentians. So here's here's my take on it. And and if you are part of those five teams, I'm sorry that uh, I am using my words to disparage you. But get your shit in, right? Like you knew there was a cutoff for 32 teams. There were 32 teams. So let's say that they let these five teams in. What if five more teams say, hey, you let these five teams in, we would like to be in too. You know, how many teams didn't say, or how many teams didn't register because they knew there were already teams on the waiting list? So what if they then register and they're like, oh, we'd like to be in too? Like, well, this is, this is a, a, a year that is different. But this is the first year of every year that is not going to be different. And, right. and and by what he said, and it being of the SVS podcast, more than likely that all these teams were trying to get in, I'd like to see him in there. Just on our side of things. With us growing this tournament well, I, by I, this podcast, and I'd like to see him get in. I, I, I That's my personal opinion, and you guys can fight me to the death, yeah, and, and I love it. I love the I will, argument. And I will because it's the cop in me, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, like when, it's, you know, it's still the, in the, uh, like you don't self-proclaim and take credit for something. Nah, yeah, it's that, it's no. thirty-two. The number's thirty-two. They going. said thirty-two. Uh, if you if you're gonna let these five in, you have to let in every team after this to not be an asshole, right? Like if a team registers tomorrow before the official registration cutoff, how do you how do you say no? If if ten more teams register before the official registration cutoff, how do you say no? You can't. No, I get you. I you get you, you and, have and, to and say it, no. And the other thing is, what you do for one, you got to do for all. Kind like, of thing. let's say we get three inches of rain, right? Like on Wednesday and Thursday, and that's going to put forty teams on the lake. Can yeah. you Im can you imagine? 40 boats on that lake, 120 possible fishermen fishing that lake. Yeah, and the only smart guy would be on the river. But not, not, but not. I mean, if you, if we get oh, three, yeah. if we those get... Fisher, those fish are pushed up in the bushes like every other fish is in there. Dude, and you could fish them right there, too. If we get three inches of rain between, they're going to have to dump out of the reservoir, which is going to raise the river a foot... And it's going to be chocolate milk the whole When's way the down there. the last time it happened? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. No, I mean during the tournament. Oh, I can't think of I can't think of the year when, but in October, it's not ridiculous to think that a hurricane hits down south, 
and then parks itself over us. It's happened in September multiple times. Oh, it's happened in August. I, I don't disagree. Don't get me wrong. So all I'm saying is if the number's 32, the number's 32. If the number's 37, the number's 37. If the number's 32 plus whoever registers before the end of registration, then that's, then that's fine. But then don't say it's 32, say it's 40, <coughs> or say it's whoever's registered before September 1. I don't know when the, the official. I know. Break. I just want everybody to live how we t- get to live there. And I do too. Like as as a lover of people, I want everybody to fucking have this great time, and this this enjoyable time. But as a lover of rules more than people, rules are rules. Yeah, if you get in, you weren't supposed to be there. Chris would rather just tase you. I don't want to tase you. I just want to tell you to get the fuck out. <laughs> that's the that's the confidence. Get out the ground! Tase this mother. Tase him. Just tase him. It's yeah. cool. We just gotta tase him. Yeah, you're shooting him, but tase yeah, him. I haven't All had right. to tase, pepper spray, or shoot anybody in 15 years, and I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> that sounds good. Sir, on that note, car. this week's show is brought to you by Yeti. <laughs> Built for the wild. Arax hooks. Find them at arxhooks.com. Sims fishing and Cortland lines. They got everything you need. Hey, if you're even steelhead salmon fishing up the creeks, Cortland's got it. It's two-handed, it's bay lines, you name it. Friends of the show, Ryan Evans, Queen City Guiding. We're about to get into his busy season, so call the man. Book a trip. He's the best you'll run into up there. Awesome, awesome dude. Michael Davis, down-to-earth wealth management. I like that guy, too. Thomas Shanks, <laughs> River Custom Rods. If you're looking for some rods for this upcoming musky season, Check out the two-piece 10 weights, the two-piece 12 weights. If you're local, get the one-pieces. You won't regret it. Our friends over at Muskie Fool, and as always, our close friends at the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, sponsors of the Beast of the East. If you haven't done it yet already, please check out our Instagram page at SVS Fishing. And if you are on the Facebook, join please our facebook page we get a lot of good discussions we get to talk to a lot of cool people we love people interacting and if you have any questions comments or concerns or topics for the show please email us at sbsflyfishingpodcast at gmail.com you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon